Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 35-year-old from Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada. Seventh round draft pick of the Minnesota Wild. <clears throat> Got him down at 6'8", 249. We'll have to get an update. <clears throat> His hockey journey took him to Canada, the USA, and Scotland. A staple of the Chilliwack Chiefs and Tri-City Americans. <clears throat> a champion with the Campbell River Storm and the VIJHL and laced up for 46 AHL games and also got zero points in that league like yours truly. And <laughs> in the East Coast, 285 games played, 23 points and 726 penalty minutes. But he is best known for his time with the Edinburgh Capitals, where his first year ran a muck, 29 points and 45 games. 134 penalty minutes and once played with a broken arm, I'm pretty sure, and was the Reggie Dunlop. Welcome to the shed, Riley Emerson. What's up, Wally? Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. So, uh, so yeah, you can, as I say, you can definitely update the old weight. I'm definitely over three bills now, buddy. Are you over three bills, eh? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, when I guess I get into how we know each other and I guess the last time and the only time I've really got to hang out with you, um, I was quite overweight myself. Um, it was at uh, nuptials there um, in Niagara on the lake. You remember that? I also yeah. did the oh, worm yeah. that night. Do you remember the worm? Yeah, I think did you throw your back out that night too? or Well, it was carrying a bit of extra weight in the front. It's <laughs> going through some dark times. <laughs> Oh, it was fun. That was a good time. It was, it was awesome to get to hang out with all you guys. And uh, that was, you and, had uh, just was, retired yourself, experience. eh? Yeah, that was just right after I retired. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I made the trip out to, uh, to, to old Niagara and uh, you know, we were able to just catch up a lot of, a lot of friends. So it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is the, like the night we got to know each other. And um, I, that, what I just realized the research team just saw, we played the exact same seasons of professional hockey. We started the that's same year and crazy, ended eh? the same year. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. That's, that's why we have such a strong connection when we're always together, eh, buddy? Well, you know, it's only been one time, but I had a great time. <laughs> oh, we were, we were, uh, we were dancing machines that night. Holy. Yeah, there's no doubt. I had a sweat on, <laughs> but you you I get bit, you I, get I, you get big and little sexy on the dance floor, right? And you know, start cutting rug. Look out, mm, Girl Scouts! <laughs> heck yeah, hell yeah! I like that name. I like that name. Well, I, sorry, you can't have it. That's me and Justin Kelly and Beatingheim. Um, so, anyways, moving on. The other way we know each other, and the reason 
um, I knew we would get along so well is uh, you were playing for Edinburgh when I was in Cardiff and uh, after games, you would always be uh, meeting Marty, the goat. Um, and when you're friends with Marty, you're friends with me. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure of playing with, uh, with Joey in Toledo and, uh, you know, we always stayed in touch and, and, uh, he was in Stockton when I was over in, uh, like my Ontario and, and all in Utah days. So it was, uh, it was great seeing him there and, uh, he was a pleasure to play with and it was terrible to play against cause he was so freaking good. But, uh, you know, and then when he was over in Cardiff, he was just, he just, he picked us apart every game, even though I think we had our number when we played Cardiff, it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, I uh, I only played, I guess, one of those years against you, but uh, we'll get into all that. But did you or did you not play a game with a broken arm? Yeah, I, uh, I broke it against Manchester my second year when I was their player uh, head coach there. Um, Pacha, actually, uh, Omar got me by accident with a cross-check and something didn't feel right. We were weird, short, weird Edinburgh with short players. We had like 12 skaters, um, weird. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, can't, can't just go down shorthanded enough. So um, not when you're the head coach and you got no players. (laughs) No, exactly. And, uh, I couldn't even move my arm. Like I remember skating with my arm behind the back and, you know, I was just poke checking and trying to block shots on the PK like crazy. And, uh, I know, I know the next game we, we played Cardiff then we played you guys the next day. Um, I think we lost like two or three, one, but uh, I, I remember I was in a cast in a sling the next day and that was, that was my year. And I was just like pretty much new in my mind. I was just probably going to be my last year of hockey. Um, other thing I um, remember about that. And another reason why I know you is I think it might've been that night. You're the head coach. You guys bust from Edinburgh to Cardiff. You're, son was with you and was taking the bus back and he was like a toddler right yeah yeah it was a great experience i had jen and liam flew out to manchester and then jen stayed uh back in cardiff and i was able to take liam on the bus home with me it was kind of unfortunate i had a broken arm but um jen had a couple of the girlfriends she was friends with on the cardiff team so she wanted to stay out and and uh and kind of just reminisce with the girls and uh so she stayed out and i got to take liam back on the bus and he had his ipad and he was watching paw patrol and so he wasn't into the game of snarps or anything (laughs) oh no 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 Um, the the boys weren't letting them swipe right on (laughs) on whatever those apps are those guys were a couple more years and he'll be all over that but um yeah he was uh he was he was only three at, I think he was only two two or three at the time so it was kind of a little rough but he uh he got to eat his McDouble and uh and watch some Paw Patrol on the way home and he had a great time no I so, thought it was awesome because I remember it because yeah. we were around the same age and we both had kids around the same age and I came out after the game at the big blue tent and we were chatting having a beer you're with Marty and then you're like yeah my kids yeah. getting on the bus and we got a bed set up and yeah I thought it was cool yeah, that's good to go that's it was hockey. awesome. It was a great time. I was able to, I was able to bring uh bring him on the road this year with uh the team I'm coaching now. We went up to Kamloops for a game, so he got to bus up and be one of the boys and he he's eight now, so it's pretty crazy. He might be taller than Houston Wally, so look out. <sighs> you he might actually be taller than me already. Um you probably have uh, tall kids. Yeah, he's uh Liam's eight, he's four foot eleven. 
he's a monster and Lachlan just turned four and he's going to be, he's just a monster. He's crazy. The kid doesn't, he's me. He just doesn't stop. Just, oh dear. There's no, I'm surprised he isn't in here trying to kick the crap out of me yet. He's big. He's going to be big and mean. Oh dear. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, See, I, I always, I, I, I didn't find you that mean. I, I, you were big, but I didn't find no. you that mean. No, I was a lover. I was a lover then. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, other reasons how we know each other, um, fighting Lee Salters. So, um, you sent a picture, um, for your poster of fighting my buddy salts who comes up on the pod a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you, he Good, said, uh, I, I asked him about it. He said, he fought you a few times and has a lot of respect for you. So there you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. We fought, uh, we fought twice, uh, when he was in Brayhead and, uh, or Glasgow now, but, uh, man, he, he was a strong boy, but I just, I just, he was just like the typical power forward. Like, like if he was playing in this, this day and age, like if he was 10 years younger, he'd probably be in the NHL right now with this he's the new, he's the new wave of, of player. And he's, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. He, he could score, he could play, he could fight, he could do everything. And he was awesome. I remember when I took over in Edinburgh, I was like, salty when I come to Edinburgh. It's like, how much can you offer? Where are you going? He's like, I'm not going to Cardiff. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even close to that range, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually yeah, I remember he, they brought him to Cardiff and he was supposed to be on my line. And I played one game with him. Uh, the very first exhibition game. I'm like, this guy is the best hockey player i've ever played with and then he had injuries oh, like the awful. rest of that season but how big he was mm-hmm. he could take it to the net he was good looking oh, yeah. good gosh right he, got, he kind of did look like thor a little bit he was a good looking dude oh so, still is good looking yeah oh, good he's, looking a, he's aging well check out his pod folks i got a youtube channel you can see what he looks like now Uh-oh. too fantastic oh, and i geez. actually i just i i'm we're gonna set up a pod um, I'm going to grow my hockey spider web as, uh, salts and I are going to put together a Glasgow clan reunion. And, uh, he's, uh, going to get Keith Mizey and, uh, Frank, the tank who all have been potters oh. other than that Keith. So that'll be a fun one, you know? Oh, well, they're good. I know Mizey real. I played with Mizey in Rochester and, uh, um, great dude. Eh? Yeah. Me and Maddie live, me and Maddie live 20 minutes from each other. And, uh, right now you do. Yeah, Keith, Matt Keith, right? You're talking about? Yeah. So go knock yeah, on his door. In. Tell him we're going to be bugging him soon. He, or I guess he already knows <laughs> that he's in. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's in Langley. He's doing awesome. And then, uh, yeah, Frank the Tank, he's, he's just a gem. So he was 16 when I was in Cowichan and uh, he played with my brother. So he's a beauty. Uh, you were in Cowichan? So, when did uh, no, my see. brother, my brother, my brother was there and I was 15 or 16 at the time. So I got to meet him there. So I didn't end up going there. I went to Joel how tall are you? Are you actually six eight? I'm like six seven and three quarters. Six eight. You gotta exaggerate a little bit. Oh yeah, like, I tried to get. I, tr- I tried to get away with five eight or five nine. Man, there's no way that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you played. You played like you're six eight though. So it was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, real jack in the box. <laughs> so, um, question: Where and what are you doing now? You're by Langley then. Yeah, I'm, I'm living in Abbotsford, BC here. Um, after I retired, my, my parents own a, a gravel pit here. So, uh, with a bunch of partners. So I figured if I'm going to be, uh, you know, a part owner one day, I might as well know what the heck's going on there. So I'm, uh, jumping around site from site, uh, running heavy duty machinery and, uh, it's, it's a gravy easy gig. And I've got to know all about the business and 
And and after work hours, I get to coach hockey too. I'm coaching uh, a U15, in the U15 AAA leagues, uh, the Valley West Giants, and they're like the BC Elite Hockey League. We're kind of trying to rival academies out here. Academies kind of took over minor hockey. So your kids aren't on that. Oh, no, yeah, no. Liam's only in age four, like U9. Yeah, so, so you're just Liam, coaching kids. Yeah. And what, have you gone up with yeah. this team or – uh, with my U15 team, no, I can, uh, I've been there for three years now and, um, we're just starting to ri- rival academies. So I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys have any academies out in Ontario yet or no? Not, not my area. No. no so we're, um, academies kind of just like they, they're like these high schools that put these like super programs together and they, they can pull kids from, from like all these BC teams. There's like six academies in the lower mainland of British Columbia here. They can pull kids from everywhere. Like, and my my little program we have we can we can pull from four cities, and for me that's Chilo sorry that's Cloverdale, Semiamu, Surrey, and North Delta, and uh, we actually have a really good team this year, and uh, I was able to keep a lot of players within our program, and um, it's these kids WHL draft year as well this year, so we've been going to a couple big tournaments, we're in a big one in Calgary, and we go to one in Edmonton in a couple weeks here, so um it, it's fun and you know for me as a coach I just try to get these kids ready to go to, to junior hockey and let them know what it's really about and um it's not all sunshine and gravy and nothing's given to you you got to earn everything every day and if you think you're going to go in and play on the first line as a 16 year old I don't see any Connor McDavid's here <laughs> and that's just what I don't know so other than that and that and being a dad and uh you know coaching coaching Liam who's in H4 he goes into rep hockey next year if he's good enough he's skates like me so we could be hooped <laughs> but um he, he's uh he's great he's a fantastic swimmer uh he's doing unbelievable and Lachlan is four he just started skating he's doing like these pre-can skate things and uh he's having a blast and I'm just enjoying that so I'm real busy with hockey after work but uh no my wife does a, yeah my wife does a fantastic job uh keeping the house in line and keeping everyone in line and keeping me in check. So uh, it's been great. So this little Christmas break's been kind of nice. I've been, uh, I've been able to step away from hockey a little bit and just be a dad. And it's been so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you're putting in that much time and coaching a team, that's not your kid's age group, you got to be getting compensated a bit. Yeah, we get um, for, for my, for my, for the, our zone programs, uh, we get like 15 grand for the year um plus some gas money so it's uh nothing crazy these academy coaches they make it they make they make it their full-time job like some yeah. of these guys make like eight, they make like 80 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year to coach the same Kit. thing i do literally yeah <laughs> i mean so, but here i've been um, hearing about this stuff <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, for me it's like who that's a lot of money maybe I to make a job. and the, the weird part <laughs> is is when you like doing it right and like when you you're oh. like at the age i'm at right now the, the so they're 2011s and 2012s and they're like mm-hmm. under 11s and uh man yeah. they're like they're sponges and like they listen to anything you oh. say <laughs> oh it's it's yeah i got i got a 2013 group uh with liam's age group and they're they're so much fun man they're awesome and they just they don't tire out they work their ass off and uh it's, it's great to see you so well i could see you doing a great job uh because you seem like a beauty of a dad when i saw you having your kid on the team <laughs> bus and you uh you with what the capitals were giving you financially with a budget which we should get into we may as well do that right now but how how well your teams played for you and uh you had guys buy in and you were I thought you did a great job the, those two years or what it was a one year as that player coach, but I thought you, you were a very 
good pro coach. So I'm sure you're doing fine with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Edinburgh was fun. It was a challenge and it was something new and, you know, I maybe bit off a little bit more than I could chew just coming from a first year into a first year head coach. Like maybe I should have transitioned to like an assistant, but, um, you know, at the first start of the year, like we had a, we had an unbelievable roster. Uh, we brought a lot of really good players in Ryan Hayes, Paul Vanette, Trevor Gerling, you know, we had Kyle Bigos on D and, Craig McCallum and Carson Chubach, like we were really good. If we could have kept an Everett Sheen, like that was the one that killed me. Like Everett Sheen left, he was my captain. And like he, when, when he, uh, you know, when your captain leaves, yeah, it sucks. And uh, when you get on the bus to go to Belfast in the morning and seven or eight players are riding in, in, in the owner's car with the owner and there's fans on the bus and it's 8 a.m. and half of them are shit-faced by eight and the players are trying to rest for a game. These these guys from North America have never seen it before. There were fans yeah. on the bus? Yeah. Hold on. Fresher, Belgian, wet bear, Bayfield Brewing Company. I got Folk, a... Folks, don't forget, to, uh, don't forget to email them and uh, let them know that um, – you are supporting the shed and what it means to you and that you, you really want them to continue to be my sponsor in 2022 Bayfield <laughs> or something. Okay. Don't let, let them know, send them an email that you want them to keep giving me free beer. Really need it. Please folks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So Scotty would, uh, he would, uh, sell like 10, 10 to 12 or eight to 12 seats on the box. Like to have the, the experience and, with the team. Yeah. And they would come on the bus and they would bus with us to games and they get, uh, you know, tickets and to the game and they bus home and I don't know how much he charged them, but, um, you know, he was the one trip we had, the one thing to Belfast, we had a lot of fans and we didn't have enough seats for some of the, for some of our British guys. So we, we, we drove with, um, we wanted to make sure every player had their own seat and no one got to double up. And uh, our, uh, our captain was like, they're all trying to rest on the bus and all you hear is, you know, broken cider bottles or beer bottles and all the fans are getting hammered at 8 a.m. And I'm just like, oh, this isn't a good start. <laughs> and I tried to talk talk to him and tell him, hey, I don't know about this, man. Like, we got a pretty legit team. Let's, you know, but I think that's part of the way that Scott and the Capitals made money. They made money off of that. So... Um, I don't know how much they charge these these fans to come on the bus, but they made income from it, and they needed all the income they could get. Yeah, I guess so. you did as the coach. You needed them to get income so you could like. Where I heard stories, guys like not getting sticks or whatever. It's like what what was all going on around there financially while you were there? Well, he wouldn't. Oh, well, he wouldn't. Uh, like Scotty wouldn't order. You know, each guy a bunch of sticks or this or that. He would order a stick at a time. You know, so. Um, you know, he, he, for, for me, equipment, equipment wise, he just ran it day by day. And, you know, if you broke a stick, he'd have maybe one or two reserves or, um, you know, and it's, that's not how it is anymore, man. That's not how you run a pro team. Like, yeah, well, you like can't, it, yeah, you can't, you know, he can't, like we had a player on our team who liked to tape his, 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 he liked to break down his whole stick, like all his tape, his knob, all, like his knob tape, everything, his stick tape, like. And he redid everything every period, every game. That's what? what, that's what his, yeah, yeah, that was his superstition, and it was a great one. Like he taped his, his thing. I think he taped his his blade every period, and then he he taped his knob every game. Like every. You think every that's a great thing? 
No, he well, he scored fucking a shit ton of goals. So of course, sorry for my language. No, but um, that you can say whatever you want. But I just yeah. find that a bit. Uh, I guess you could call well, it an that, that OCD. Was his thing. Yeah, yeah, that was his OCD. But he scored, so you don't complain if you got a guy scoring. So. Well, no, you got to keep them happy. And if they want to tape their exactly. stick a bunch of times, you let them tape their stick. Yeah. And then Scott's like, he's using too much tape. He's not allowed. It's not on the budget. We don't have the money. I'm like, well, he's getting a, a goal or two a game for you right now. He can pretty much do what the hell he wants. Right. So, yeah. but, um, okay. What's the weirdest, you know. what's the weirdest superstition you saw? Cause I know mine while you think about it, um, played with a guy at beating that thought he'd get garbage goals. If he put his stick by the toilet uh, in between periods. I had a I had a guy in Utah who would strip down to absolutely nothing, go and jump in the cold tub, kind of like Patrick Marlin, all those guys would do. He would strip down and butt naked, run over, jump in the cold tub for three minutes, jump out, dry off, put his gear back on, be ready for for intermission talk. It's like, and all I would need to do is just fucking breathe. <laughs> Sorry was, for my I, language, but like in between even, periods, my face would be bright red, and I'd be like, "Please stop talking to me until the next period starts." <laughs> I, I would usually always take my skates off and have to go jump on the bike to get off fucking lactic acid so because I've been sitting so much. Uh, that was my AHL career. I got on the bike between periods a few times. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah, make it look good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So did you grow up in Abbotsford? Yeah. Yeah. I was born in Burnaby, grew up in Abbotsford. Yeah. Okay. How big's Abbotsford? They got an AHL team, right? Yeah, we just got the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh two, I don't know, two, two hundred, two hundred thousand, one hundred to two hundred thousand. That's pretty, pretty decent big. size. Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah. We're a big berry, we're a big farming community, lots of berries and um what are you farming? Like berries? Yeah, they do raspberries, blueberries are huge here, um, stuff like that. So, huh. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So then uh, minor hockey to the Campbell River Storm. Mm-hmm. Tell played, me about uh, it. Yeah, I never played AAA hockey at all growing up until my last year Bantam. That would be my 15-year-old year. So, um, kind of like a, it'd be next year for the age group I'm coaching this year. But uh I played one year AAA hockey my last year and just went to juniors and both my brothers were playing junior A at the time and I kind of just they all they both were big like six foot four six foot two and they both fought and then I kind of just knew I was gonna have to fight so uh went to like this global global scouting camp in the summer and went and fought some 20 year old when I was 15 and Beat the shit out of them, <laughs> and um, had a, had an invite to every dub team, and they never got drafted in the Western League. But uh, I got listed by Kelowna pretty quick, and then um, their one of their big scouts, Ed Kingston, who actually just passed away, uh, wanted me to go to Campbell River, so I signed with the in the Vancouver Island Junior League as a 16 year old, and got to experience my first uh, year of junior hockey, which was awesome. So, and you guys win the championship. Yeah, we were stacked, man. Calvary was so good, man. They 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 ran their program better than Edinburgh did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, if you're winning championships, then usually it's a it's a well run ship, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really well run. We 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 practiced every morning at seven a.m. and seven a.m. practices keeps the keeps the older guys kind of in check and uh, they're able to work in the afternoon if they wanted to pick up an afternoon shot and uh, shift and kind of go from there. So it was awesome. So then why'd you leave there to, uh, where is Campbell river? I don't know where that is. Uh, it's kind of like past Nanaimo and it's on Vancouver Island. 
I'd say I don't know. Um, I've never been out that yeah, way. Victoria. It's like it's a couple hours from Victoria. It's like on the north north side of Vancouver Island. So that oh. year when you guys win it. Oh, sorry mm-hmm. for burping the mic again, but yeah. when you're like 15, 16, um, you're fighting a bunch of 20 year olds because you got 151 penalty minutes when you're like 15, 16. Yeah, um, I didn't fight that too, too, too many times. I yeah, had five or six, six fights that year. Um, just kind of got my feet wet and I was six foot four and a half, six, six, four at the time. So like it was a, one of the biggest guys in the league at 16. So have you ever um, fought someone my size? I thought John Marasti was like 5'10 and he kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> but um, Where, where'd you fight him? He was in he was in Syracuse. I was in Raj. Oh dear. Yeah. But um yeah, I didn't have to fight much uh, when I was 16. I just got, you know, I was playing de- defense at the time and you know, I just got to play and the fight came came about a fight and kind of just get my feet wet. But uh yeah, that next year I jumped I jumped to Chilliwack and it was a higher league. Like it's I went from junior B to junior A, like junior Chilliwack Chiefs is like where that Kent Johnson came from before I went to Michigan State and all that stuff. So yeah, Chilliwack Chiefs. So you're there for a year and a bit. And uh then mm-hmm. you so basically though, you're not even playing triple A or anything growing up. And then you get to junior and you're fighting, but like how much ice time are you getting to actually develop as a player? Uh, I wasn't, it was hit and miss. Sometimes I'd play a lot. Sometimes I'd make a mistake and then I'd fucking barely play. But um, yeah, I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I never really got a chance to sit and really like just play a shit ton. <laughs> to, to tell you the truth, the first time where I really got just to play a ton of hockey was in Edinburgh. Right. My last two, my last two years of my hockey career was when I actually got to sit and like play hockey. When I could, I could, uh, I could see how that happens. Like with the, like how big you are and the way hockey was when we got into pro, like you don't have many other options, right? Nope. Like you're going to have to yeah, fight. Exactly. So yeah. And I, uh, I just knew my role and just stuck with it. And when a fight came about, I know if I needed to protect a teammate, I'd, I'd just do it. So and I was always the guy, like when I was 16, I was that guy. When I was 17, it was me and a couple guys. When I was 18, it was the same thing. Like I never really had anyone to really like mentor me ever. I was always just thrown to the wolves and go figure it out. So, yeah, that's yeah. interesting life. eh? like just yeah, like crazy. hockey players, how different their lives can be and getting ready for a game. Like I, I mean, I dabbled into like not having the odd shift and then feeling like I should go and fight in the AHL. But like, other than that, like I was always playing a lot. Right. And like, yeah, I was never thinking about fighting anybody. Yeah. For me, it was hopefully my, if I get my first shift and their top guys on the ice, don't make a mistake. Cause I won't play again. Um, yeah. you know, so, um, it was tough. Cause you know, the, the East coast league, they play 10 forwards and that's like, so then they're putting a fighter at the 10 yeah. forward and then they're so not then really they're, mixing like, you in. Uh, and it's like they say it's a developmental league like as a coach like i have 11 forwards on my bantam team it's it's hard to manage 11 forwards i agree that's what i have cut, like or no you know, that's not what i have like so I have it's just like, eight. like it's it's way oh, but but your kids are freaking 12 or or nine nine and ten or whatever it is or 11 and 12 sorry but um you know like if you're able to play four lines where you can build chemistry and you just roll your lines and not worry about it like it's 
it's it's it's easy. Like it's so much easier. I I always find as a coach is uh, when you're when you get the lead and you just can just roll the lines. It's like you're in control of the game and you're you're dictating it. And then when you're losing is when you got to start looking for answers, and that's when Mm -hmm. things start changing. At least that's when I can't just roll the lines, right? Yeah, I yeah. With me coaching now, I try not to sit any players. I try to roll the lines all the time, and special teams all. Sorry, I just burped in my mic, too. It's yeah, no, crazy. you're allowed to burp on the um, mics on this, buddy. <laughs> Editing I, I, team I, will get it after. <laughs> I usually, uh, I usually just try to, um, you know, special teams is where usually where I cut it down at the end. But uh, yeah, but growing up, it was just see, I knew what my role was, and I had to do it, and that's how it was. And I didn't, I didn't mind it. I would trade it for the world. So no, I know, and you'd be good at it. I there's certain guys I played with, right. That knew when to do it and like had the right, the right times, like when the team needed it or when a player Mm -hmm. needed it. Like if I got roughed up as a score, like having a guy like you come in and help a guy out and be like, no, we're here with you. We got you. Right. Exactly. It means a lot. uh, Or if they're trying to get on your case, it's the state over and spare their best player in the throat or, or whatever it was. Like I never really had to do that. Um, you know, I was pretty fortunate when the, you know, usually the, the guys I played, you know, the teams I played against who had a t- who had tough guys, like they all, we all knew each other and we all had that. We all knew like, okay, like we'll just get our, we'll get our shit done. And then let's just play hockey. Like, you know, if, if it gets out of hand then we'll try to step in and, and take care of it. But um you guys also talk a lot right in between whistles or like when things are happening like usually unless there's there's the odd real psychopath out there but like there's a couple there's a couple psychopaths i crossed a couple psychopaths around but uh i got like there's this one guy in bakersfield i fought him like nine times in like (laughs) a year is as eric eric lies on like him and i like it's just like fuck, like are we done fighting each other? Like, like we're both like this, like. So, so who? He's the one initiating it, or were no, you... no, we just we just fought to fought because we like fighting. <laughs> it was fun, <laughs> and he was tough as fuck. So it was always a good challenge for both of us. Like we all, like it, either he'd win or I'd win or we'd draw. And, you know, I remember uh... once. I remember once. Like, and the fans we, wouldn't be excited at all. Eh? Oh, we just we just fucking pound each other. And then finally, I remember one day, like the whole backside of my head was all bruised and like uh, I couldn't even move my neck and then his whole face like his nose was broken and he had like two raccoon black eyes and we just like looked at each other and I was like we done fighting each other and he's like yeah I think we're done (laughs) oh fuck he was supposed to go to Nottingham or something like that but he ended up not going oh man well right when we were right when we were in the UK that was when there were some big boys in the UK wasn't there (laughs) Fuck yeah, there was fucking fight, fighting fucking Westgar. Holy fuck! And you're trying to be the player coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like seriously yeah. though, like there's player coaches and what they got to deal with, but that you're also the heavyweight on the team. Yeah, well, I had I had uh, Kyle Flemington, who's actually a line a linesman in the NHL now. Um, he could chuck him pretty good, and Kyle Bigos was a big boy; he could hold his own. And Paul's and that was was pretty tough. So like. We didn't really need to fight. We were we were just a fucking good team until everyone quit, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah, well. So, um, were they quitting because they weren't getting paid, or what? what, what no, they... they all got paid. They all got paid. It was just a fucking shitty situation. So, mm. the rink was a dump. The dressing room was a dump. Uh, 
just they didn't treat it like a professional team. They treated it worse than junior junior clubs in the in the Western Hockey League. Like it was ran poorly. Okay. Um, the, and like the people who wanted to make it happen worked their ass off. There's like a fair share, of like three or four or five guys who worked so fucking hard to try to make this place run every day. And just uh, I, I like uh, Scott Neal was a great guy. He was awesome. He just didn't have the financial backing to be able to rent a bus to an away game to Dundee or to, or to Fife or to, we would drive with, we would drive with like booster club members. Yeah. We would, we would, we would pile all the car, all the bags into a van and five vehicles would show up and pick up four or five guys in each vehicle. And then we'd pile into a, into a fucking SUV and drive to Carta or drive to. Well, and then as the coach and you're trying to recoup, recruit players oh. or whatever, like when you, when you can't recruit the players you want, which you obviously did a really good job bringing those guys in, but like yeah. when you can't give the guys what you want to give them, that's got to be tough. And it, it was tough too because like guys didn't get vehicles, like they were expected just to get to the rink on their own with no ride, <laughs> like, and and they were like, oh yeah, we'll get you guys transit passes, and the transit there was awesome. So I was like, hey guys, like I did it last year, it was really easy. It's a lot of freedom. It's great and. And then the, then the second year, oh, yeah, we have no transit passes. It's like, I'm like, how the hell are these guys supposed to get around? They're like, oh, they'll figure it out. I'm like, what do you mean they'll fucking figure it out? They're coming from the other fucking continent. And there, <laughs> and there, was, one guy, there, there was one guy helping me recruit who, in my opinion, lied to a lot of players. And I was like straight up, like, this is how it is. But this guy was telling these guys, like, oh, this is how it's going to be. This is going to happen. And none of it happened. And when yeah. none of it happened, all these guys are like, peace out. See you later. Right. Because like, you're giving that them. Yeah, that does suck. It sucks. Because uh, Edinburgh is such a sick city. Like if they had a nice, if they had a nice facility, like if you put, if you hit, if you put Brayhead's a rink in Edinburgh, like that'd be the best fucking place to play in the UK. And then, yeah, you'd be rocking and roll. Everybody would want to go there, right? Because it's 100%, a great. Because it's, it's a great facility. It's awesome to go to. And then everyone's going to want to go there. And it's a sick city. It's an unbelievable city. So, yeah. No, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, you know, who's going to take over the Edinburgh Capitals? Like, uh, no, and Todd they're done, Cal- buddy. No, they're I'm done, saying buddy. like Todd Kelvin with the Devils. Yeah. Like someone yeah. could, uh, I don't think, I don't even think they have a rink the to ashes. Huh? I think they're rink, I think they're rink shut down. I think oh, they're really? down, buddy. Oh, yeah. I think it's all gone. Wow. See you later, alligator. I'm not too sure on that, so don't quote me. Wow. I don't know. Okay, so you were at the Chilliwack Chiefs. (laughs) Then you went to the Tri-City Americans. Um, And, folks, just so you know, um, his, uh, what, your your internet's down, right, folks? So this is the new idea, right? We we raised money for my friends, the Muses, um, after the car accident, and we've raised 1,700 bucks. And then I spent $100 to ship the jersey. So we're going to give them 1,600 bucks, like, in the next day or two. And I'm going to take it over their house with a two ales and hockey tails hat. I'm going to give them some cash and thank you to everybody that's made that happen. So my next idea, you can tell me I'm selfish and I'm a dickhead. That's cool. But I'm going to see if I can make money for myself this time. And I'm going, I'm making two ales and hockey tails jerseys and I've sold most of them. There's going to be three left. I'm going to raffle those three off. We're starting with the first one. You're going to be a pound a ticket. You can buy a ticket if you want the jersey or not. And um, whoever wins the jersey, it's going to be on the website, aleshockeytails.com. And uh, it's a pound a ticket. And uh, 
you'll be one of the only 20 people in the world that has a two ales and hockey tails hockey jersey. So there you go. 17 prepaid ones. You guys are the lucky folks that support the pod and you guys get one of the 20. <laughs> right? Are you going to make it authentic by wearing it after a night out? So it's got that, that real two whales hockey tail stench with it? I think you I'll know? just, yeah, I'll, I'll dump, I'll wear it, dump a deer on my head. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, because if uh, Emo's uh, internet is, uh, cost him a lot then uh if we make some money on this jersey raffle then uh we can support his internet bill well, this. <laughs> well no you gotta you gotta elaborate on that is i'm running on my data on my phone because we have no internet here or wi-fi or cable because a huge storm just went through bc and just wiped everything out for where i'm living right now it's it's not so it's like minus like 18 out here right now I can't like believe that. how good you sound and like you look compared to oh, I got, people I got, that are paying I got, for Wi-Fi. And I got I got good 5G up here too. So and I'm just a good looking human being. So what's mm. up? I've seen you, <laughs> I've I've seen you hit a dance floor. I know exactly how hey you move. Hey <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. When you zig, I zag. <laughs> okay. Tri City Americans. I was like, okay, that's cool. You're late to the party, the WHL, but you do end up there after the Chilliwack Chiefs. Um, but the research team did find that you had a goalie on that team, eh? He's pretty good. He's all right. Is he doing all right? How's his career going? <laughs> uh, he's probably one of the best goalies to ever play in the National so, Hockey League. Was, so your goalie was Carey Price for two years? It sure was. Yeah, sure was, buddy. <laughs> cool. That's so, cool. You know that You know that year that uh, Carey got drafted fifth overall? I got drafted 199th, buddy. That's well, that's awesome. oh, and you're on the same team. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Holy moly, eh? So, they, <laughs> they, yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. You know, Seriously. But you know, you hey, want, and you got drafted. Most, I never got drafted. Hey, Nobody hey, even hey, looked you know, at me. You want to know the more impressive thing about that was, bud? I had zero points. Zero points zero. in the seventh round? Yeah. That, that's hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got you know you got to be a damn good hockey player to get drafted with zero points. Um, that's how good I was. <laughs> way to go, way to go, Minnesota! You really thought that one through. Uh, well, like I mean, I don't know. I I could see why they did it, man. They're like, yeah. you you well, like, you could play though. Like uh, yeah. your first year in the yeah. UK, twenty nine points in forty five games. That's nothing to shake yeah. a stick at. <laughs> well, because they finally let me play. Richard Hartman actually just let me play hockey, and it was fantastic. And you were like, standing in front of the net on the power play, right? If I yeah, if I wasn't getting suspended for fucking clean hits or one clean hit, but um, we'll talk about that later. Um, no, talk about it now. I don't know what you're talking about. What the fuck? Where were you in your life? My very first game in the UK. If it didn't happen to me, if it didn't happen to me, I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> we played. We played Belfast, and. My very first chef puckets jumped into my corner. Or the, I was on the forecheck, and I just fucking murdered this guy with a hit. Like you're playing hit. forward. Oh yeah, I played forward, and I just murder, murder this defenseman with a huge clean. And it was, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like if I know, like I know. Did you always play chef, forward? When I went to Tri Cities, like I transferred to a forward. They switched me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so you crazy. killed a guy, and then how long did you get suspended? They the league gave me a 10 game suspension. Your first game clean there. Very, very there wasn't even a penalty on the play. Wasn't even a penalty. Like Do you no think call, it's because like, you're six foot well, it's seven and three quarters. 
the Belfast people were so mad that a player from Edinburgh dictated yeah. the play of a game. Right. They called and said, we want to get this hit reviewed. Yep. And then it was like the second shift of the game and the video guy in Edinburgh, because it wasn't the best run placed, hadn't pressed the record button, so they missed it all. So they just gave me a 10-gamer. <laughs> just nothing. a fast like, 10-gamer. Just, just a 10-gamer. Just like, yeah, we're going to give you 10 games. Like, why the fuck do I have to sit there for 10 games for a clean hit? So then we had, then the, the team had to like, petition it pay like a thousand pounds so obviously they don't have that fucking money no and then i had to drive down and meet the tony smith or whatever it was and explain my case i was like honestly if i cheap shot a player it's not going to be with a hit it's going to be with my stick and i'm going to smash his face off the fucking ice whoa cheapers and that's what i I told the guy i'm like if i'm going to do something stupid like it's going to be stupid. So the only reason it was 10 games was because the guy didn't hit record. They never could see it. Supposedly, supposedly. So I, so I they never 10... saw it. They, they gave no. you 10 games for something they never saw. Yeah. They never saw it. So then we petitioned it, got it reduced to seven or reduced to three games. So only missed three games. And my first game back, we played Cardiff and I sent a goal and assist. And I think we beat you guys that game. What up? <laughs> Uh, must, was it a home game for you guys? No. Yes, it was, obviously. Yeah, because you'd have beat us in Cardiff, you kid me. No one beat you guys in Cardiff. We got rolled every fucking game, 10-1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> BBT, got Big Dougie oh. Clarkson, Big, uh, oh, and like yeah. Batchy, Hendo. You ever fight Hendo or any of those guys? Yeah, I fought Hendo. I fought Hendo in Minnesota Wild training camp. He was in. Why uh, was he in Minnesota? Was no, he, he, was in, he was with Columbus. Yeah, yeah, I fought him there. They drafted so. him twice. <laughs> That's how good he was. Yeah. They needed to make sure. Yeah. I know that he, he was awesome, though. He was so much fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, he he's one of those guys that always knew when the right time was to do it, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. When was, the team needed smart. it. Yeah, he was smart as hell. So. so, Carey Price was pretty good, but you played with him then? Yeah, played two years with him. Uh, haven't talked to him since I... We both went our separate ways, so obviously that happens, well, right? Yeah, and I wasn't really too too close to him. Like we were always friendly and nice, and you know, if I ever ran him now, we'd probably sit down and t- chat and and whatever it is. But he was a super nice guy. He worked his ass off, and you know, he's just his career skyrocketed, and he had bigger fish to fry when he. So it's you don't want to be a, you know, for me, it's just you don't want to be a guy who's just like, oh, hey, trying to get a hold of him all the time just because he's in the show, like. I agree, but he was yeah. he was a great human being, and he was a one hell of a fucking goaltender. Oh my god! Yeah, he was nah. good. He was yeah. Good. I've seen him on television, not in real life. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty, I, 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 like he literally would tell me like you're, you're never gonna score on me in practice. Like, like I and I never would. He was so fucking good, man. Like, <laughs> I, like if I ever scored, like, like sometimes I get like the odd like high tip or like deflection, and he he'd be pissed. I love it. And I love it. Like that's how yeah. he goes. That's, that's why he's in the NHL. Like uh, the, the best goalies I played with were the same way. It was their competitive yeah. spirit. It wasn't just in a game. It was in practice too. And it was All like, time. it was fun though. It was fun for me to try and score on them every time I went down. And then you go get the guys that are like, it's warm up. Why'd you shoot it there? Why'd you do that? And it's like, <laughs> dude, I want to try and score on you. Can you make this fun? Like practice could be fun or you could be a miserable little prick yeah right like <laughs> like let's make it fun it's a game yeah exactly where okay so tri-city americans you were there so you were mainly fighting then um as a forward yeah yeah i got shift i think i had nine fights my first year and then 15 my second year 
So okay. Um, so then, what are your pro options? You end um, up with the so, Texas Wildcatters, so, but how? Like yeah, how? So I was going in my into my twenty year old year. Um, I was hoping to get picked in the expansion draft in the dub. The Chilock, Chilock Bruins came into effect, so I was like, I was like, fuck, well, I played for the Chiefs when I was 17, and then a bunch of new owners came in and bought the Chilock Chiefs kind of out and bought the rights out to, to, to get a, a Western League team in there, so they had an expansion draft. So I was really hoping that I would get picked in that. Didn't. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to go back and play Junior A, like BCHL, like – Langley Chiefs or or whatever it was. And then Minnesota pretty much called and said, here's a contract, take it or you're done hockey. Take so it like, or you're done hockey. Thresher, yeah. Belgian wet bear, Bayfield <laughs> Brewing Company. Don't forget to email them. Take yeah. it or you're out of hockey. Yeah, or like like you're not going to be able to play hockey. Again, like you're going to be done. Like you're not, no, no one in the Western League wants you. And so I was like, okay. So I so took it and- uh, Minnesota gave you the deal. Yeah, so I signed uh, pretty much my qualifying offer just to stay in hockey and uh, get plumped in the coast and earn my way. So to, then to when you're in the coast, you're on an AHL deal, NHL, yeah. AHL? No, so I was making 35, 35 in the coast, not paying for rent or anything, didn't have a vehicle, so it was fucking unbelievable. So mm. it was nice. So I <laughs> okay. made a little bit of money there and blew it all at the bar so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i know when you're in the coast and you're one of the guys on an hl deal Ooh. man you gotta you gotta get the wallet out if you go for yeah. beers <laughs> easy to come hard to leave easy to come hard to leave <laughs> you're darn right yeah. um okay so a couple questions about the wild mm-hmm. catters uh what town's that in beaumont beaumont it's uh beaumont, 45... texas that sounds yeah, like a football f- town it is yeah about 45 minutes uh 45 minutes uh from houston okay so yeah so you liked it there good experience loved it it was awesome i had a great group of guys a bunch of you know guys like kevin baker uh uh i got a couple more minutes bud you can leave thank you bye oh he could come say hi tell him to come say hi it's this is this is lachlan this is lachlan hi Hi, how are you doing buddy Good. Yeah, I hear right. you're starting hockey. You starting hockey? Yeah. And this is Liam. Hey, Hi. Liam, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, this you're tall. You're about as tall as me already, no oh, doubt. Sort of okay, you guys gotta go. Okay, go, 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 go. A little bit. Go, yeah, go. we o- we only got ten years of pro to get through. <laughs> oh, they're they're unbelievable. Um, yeah, Beaumont was awesome. I had like guys like Kevin Baker, Leon Hayward, uh, Brendan Cote, who met, who introduced me to Matt Keith, um, Mike Bayrak, who played over in the UK for a bit. Uh, so I had a, a, a lot of really good um, veteran guys kind of to help mold me and, and take me on another wing. And um, and how did you whenever, end up there? How do you end up at from Tri City? They, they, to- they were so I signed with Minnesota. And Beaumont was their East Coast affiliate team. Okay. And then, so then you do the NHL training camp. Did you get, you uh, did so the I, went, I went NHL, AHL, and right to the coast. I did NHLs, then I did the NHL, then I went to that. Well, yeah, I did all three. So when you go so, to the NHL training camp, do you fight anybody? No, they wouldn't allow fighting. So I would have had to get my face punched out by Bugard. So, and Bugard, you played with, with Tri City. I was Aaron. So his older brother was Derek. 
Oh, Derek, Derek was the ultimate, the ultimate heavyweight. Right. And Aaron, why do I know his younger brother? Okay. He played, played in the cinch for a little bit, played in the East Coast, like playing the A. Yeah. I feel like I might know him for some reason. Anyways, moving on then, um, is, uh, your goalie's Anton Kudobin. Well, you're Anton Hudobin. Yeah. Hudobin. That's the guy that was just in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. Dallas. Fucking yeah. beauty, man. He seemed like a too. beauty. He looked like a guy I could get yeah, along with. He was super nice. Uh, didn't know the best English, but uh, tried his hardest to, to get along. But he was just one of the guys, man. Like, if you meet your typical Euro guys, it's, you know, like, what the hell are we going to get here? He was straight North American, legit, just awesome. Unreal. What about Unreal. And Alex Levitt was on the team for a bit. Were yeah. you there with him? Yeah, he was a beauty. He came down from uh from he was on a deal in Houston, came down to help us out for a little bit. Silky smooth, sick on the power play. He was a good player. Opens up the he hips. He yeah, he's a former potter. He was uh he's a beauty, man. He was so much fun and just a dry, dry, straight shooter sense of humor, you know, like just like kind of uh it's not like a cocky attitude, but it's like, yeah, I'm a good hockey player and you can fuck off, but we can be buddies. Yeah. you know but um he wasn't like malicious or mean he was just super nice and and uh and, he knew and, he was, and it's actually pretty it's actually pretty funny let's oh so fucking funny man like so funny yeah his like, podcast uh, was pretty funny when he hit the shed <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> next question then you're there for two years with the wild catters um whatever moving on um uh, 2008 9. <laughs> um, you play one game for the Florida Everblades. Do you ever hit the Lonnie Kai? What was that? You don't know what that is. That's a hotel on Fort Myers Beach. No, we were, I was literally there for. So uh, Minnesota had no East Coast affiliate in my third year of my deal. So the coach from Texas that I had went to Florida. So he, I got reassigned to the Everblades. And I said, like, hey, like, I can't play in the coast anymore. Like, I, like I'm fighting everyone. I'm, I need, I need to get beat up. Like, I was, like, I, 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 I won majority of my fights in the East Coast League, but I was like, like this. Like, but the bigger guys me. were in the AHL. Exactly. Like the heavy heavies were in the AHL, and, and you wanted that. Yeah, exactly. Like I wanted to go get challenged and see how far my career really could be. And so my, you know, I went down to to Florida. I was there for a little bit, and then they. uh Rochester was their affiliate and Steve McIntyre got picked up by Edmonton off of waivers and they were expecting him to be in uh, Rochester and he didn't. So they uh, got called Minnesota and got me loaned to Rochester and that's how I ended up there. But yeah, I was only there for a little bit. The only main reason I knew uh, uh, Fort Myers is one of the, we used to kick the shit out of the Everblades all the time when I played in the Wildcatters. So (laughs) Great, great city though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, when it's like when you when you play for the Daytona Beach Bombers in the coast, and then you go play the Everblades in Fort Myers, it's a whole different place. Uh, we that... used, we 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 used to stay at the um the uh what's the sweets place um it's like a multiple level shit. I, I had it was a, it was a, they they like like sick Conroe breakfast like. Like you're, you get to save your per diem because you're getting nice almonds for. You know what? Like. I may as well bring it up right now because this has never came up on the pod. So this is a funny story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we win the semifinals of the East Coast against the Florida Everblades with the Dayton Bombers. Yeah. Nobody ever would have thought we'd ever beat them. 
in a million years. So I had gone to the outlets next door, right? Because they have yeah, nice outlets yeah. to buy yeah, cheap in, clothes. In, Na- in, in Naples, yeah. I never buy clothes, ever. And I'm so excited about my new clothes. I bought like three shirts and two pairs of jeans. And that's like a decade worth of clothes buying for me. And I get totaled after game seven, like totaled. And um, I left my whole suit bag and all the clothes in the rental or taxi, whatever we took to the airport. And my roommate had to help me like get ready to get to the airport. And then (laughs) we got there and then I forgot the bag. And then when we get out off the airplane in Cincinnati, I had a hard time finding the bus yet still. (laughs) So you really got total, eh? Wow. We won game seven semifinals, right? True, true. true. (laughs) And you guys played Cincy in the finals? No, I played for Dayton, right? So we flew into Cincy and then bus back to Dayton. But no, who's your your, your goalie in Dayton? Adam Burkle. Goalie of the year in the East Coast that year why we went to the finals but anyways all those new clothes still in the back um, of that rental <laughs> or that guy is really happy for all those new clothes you got him yeah he must have oh, yeah, he, a, real good, yeah. a really bet good you, tip bet you it was a nice suit too he got <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay um anyway so that's why you're on loan with rochester i got yeah, it because yeah. it said loan that was my question mark why was it a loan because you're there like the yeah. whole year yeah, I spent, spent the whole year in Roch in the A and uh, definitely a step up from the East Coast League. Holy shit. So what that. type of dudes are you fighting there? Do you ever uh, fight Sugar or Mike Scroy? Uh, no, Scroy's never, and I never went at it. Um, he was in he was in Johnston and Pensac- <laughs> Pensacola when I was in uh, in Texas and we never fought. He always just said no. He's like, I'm gonna go score goals, and he did. He fucking scored every game against. He us. could score. He could. He could dangle and like skate too. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a fucking good hockey player. He was just a fucking nutcase. Yeah, he was <laughs> my he was my uh, roommate there in Syracuse. Yeah. There in the it's NHL. Just, uh, when you uh, when his wires crossed, there was no stopping him. And um, I love the shit he's doing now, and and uh, what he's kind of building now right now down in Florida. He's doing a hell of a job. With the um, UFC he, fighter training, like MMA. Oh, and, no, like the, the on-ice stuff. Like on-ice, too. He's doing both. unreal. Yeah, he's doing do, ho- videos. I've yeah. sold a ton of – I've taken a ton of his development stuff and tried to use it out here, and it's it's great shit. So um, he's doing a fantastic job. But, yeah, I never got to fight – I never played against Sugar. Um, fought – I fought Morassi, Yablonski, McMorrow, Penner, Karkner, uh, Alex – uh, Ryan Flynn, like I fought fucking all these heavies. So who Eric, beat, Eric Nielsen, like well, who beat fuck. you up the worst? Ooh, fucking Yablonski gave it to me pretty good. Um, fucking it's a lose lose fucking fighting Marassi. Like he fucking even like, if you hit him, it doesn't matter. No, he just smiles. It's like punching a brick wall. Half his punches didn't hit me, but he was tough as fuck. It was an like, like to me, it was an honor fighting that guy. Like he's a fucking legend. Um, but I, I, like, I, I, I held my own in all my fights. Like I didn't like get beat, like the shit kicked out of me. So everybody's so, got their own style in fighting, right? Yeah. So my, Hendo's uh, a bit of a clutch and grabber, eh? Uh, what yeah, were you? You'd like to stretch guys out because you're long. Uh, String them out and uh, string them out and kind of use my little jab and go from there. But um, so are you jabbing with the left, holding it by their yeah. chin, and then doing that yeah. thing like that yeah, one? Exactly. Yeah, jab with the left and over top of the right, and kind of 
kind of try and counter or if I'd get in any trouble, I'd try and grab the biceps and just use my power and strength to take over from there. But wow. other than that, I just, I just fought just to fucking fight because it was fun. Like, mm. I got, like you know, If it ever like, happened for me, I'd just keep skating forward and put my head in their armpit and swing up. And then hopefully yeah. they didn't actually get a hold of me. <laughs> I, I fought, I fought, uh, I fought Brad Haroff. Have you ever played against Brad Haroff? I don't think I know who that is. Yeah, he's like five, five, nine, five, ten. He was a good player. He's like a little shit disturber. And uh, I, I was in tech, I was in Texas and he was in, uh, in Florida and he was like just running our guys. I was like, I'm like, Brad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking kill you. He's like, but he's just chirping back. He goes, all right, Riley, you know what? If you score a goal, I'll fight you. Next shift I scored. I turned around. I skated right to his bench just to kill on the ice right now. And he's like, <laughs> fuck. And he jumps on the ice and we fought. And there's that code, right? Like, and if a guy yeah. says he'll do something, he'll do it. It was, it was hilarious. And he was a fucking, he was such a good guy. Cause he was in, he was in Florida the next year. I was there and, uh, and I was only there for a little bit, but he's like, man, I'm so pumped around this team. And he was such a nice guy, man. He actually played a little bit in the American League too in Albany. So huh. he was a beast. Uh, there's some funny stories, <laughs> especially oh, with the fighting, right? So, oh, like, fuck. who's the best buddy of yours that you fought? Matt Cassian. So, him and I got drafted to Minnesota the very same year. He was six foot five, six foot six, like 240, 250, big boy. So, he got drafted in the second round, and I got drafted in the seventh. And they had Bugard, and they had John Scott in the, in the organization. Like, they had four, like, legitimate heavyweights. Like, what are they doing? So Matt and I were in the East Coast League. So Matt and I, we got drafted the same year, went to rookie camp, went back to the dub. He beat the fuck out of me twice in the dub. <laughs> like, just pounded the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then we played in the East Coast League together. My second year, it was his first year because I signed. Uh, he played his overage year in the dub. And then uh, we played together and we just became, like, we were friends then. Like, we, we were always friends and always got along, but we came really tight when I, we were in the East Coast League together. And then the next year, he was in Houston and I was in, in Rochester. So, and it's got to happen. And, and we we're like, I think I had like two or three big hits at, like, at the start of the game. And it was like the second period. And I had a big hit that shift. And he's like, Riley, like, we're going. I was like, okay, like, whatever. And then their coach tries to change. And the, the winger's like, hey, Matt, get off. And he's like, no, I'm not getting off. You know, I'm fighting Riley. And the guy's like, but like, coach, he was a Euro. He's like, coach, just get off. He's like, and I, I forget the guy's name. He's like, get the heck off the ice. I'm fighting. Leave. And the guy's like, oh, and like skates back to the bench, like really awkwardly. And I'm like dying laughing. So like we're squaring up and I'm just pissing myself laughing. And then I'm like, okay, like I got to get focused here. He's going to kick the shit out of me again. So oh man if, yeah it's oh man i miss those days of, like oh. knowing what's really going on and oh, when like fuck. hendo was gonna fight he would like talk to me be like so this guy said this and he said this at warm-up but this is why i gotta do that or he did this last game and i'm like all right <laughs> sure whatever you need to do yeah i support it okay <laughs> mm -hmm. so then you do that it's the end of your three years with minnesota so then uh, you signed, what, an East Coast deal? Uh, AHL East Coast deal uh, with Springfield, Stockton. So The Stockton Thunder. And so you went yeah. from basically playing all AHL games, and the next year it's 46 East Coast games and one AHL game, eh? But it's still mm -hmm. the same role, same thing, just different. Same, exactly the same thing. Like, no matter where I played, my role never changed. So um, 
uh, yeah, so I played game right at the start of the year with Springy, and then they sent me down to to Stockton, and then uh, yeah. So who's the guy that replaced you? Was there a guy that's bigger on the AHL team, or what was it? Oh, they had they had Kip Brennan, so he was pretty tough. Um, they had Kipper, and then Matt Nickerson was on an AHL or NHL deal with Edmonton there. So I went to Edmonton's camp that year too. So I went Edmonton's camp and then Springfield's camp and then back down to, to Stockton. So they had, they had Dean Arsene, um, Kip Brennan and Matt Nickerson was there as well, but I don't think Nicker played too, too much in the A that year. So, yeah, I only knew him for, I think he was in Belfast and yeah. Fife in Belfast. Fife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then that year, it is what it is, right? You play in Stockton. Uh, What's it like it in uh, California? Un- unbelievable place to play, actually. Like, I've never even been there. I don't even um, know what it's like. The the East Coast League team there, it's like sick, man. Like they give three, three players on the three or four players on the team, like a sick five bedroom house each, like sick, like really nice houses each. Um, and <laughs> are, they, are you by a, water then? Some guys were by water, some weren't. Um, all gated communities is beautiful. Like really nice area. Um, Stockton is a little bit shady in some areas. I, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, but uh, where we stayed was gorgeous. Um, a lot of house parties because you couldn't really go out. Because um, if you did, it's right. kind of shady. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we had a really good team. Like, like we we went to the semifinals, the Western Conference semifinals that year, and. It was awesome, man. It was such a great year. I got a random, I got a random question. I got to ask it right now because it just, you're six foot eight, right? And uh, you say going out on the town, you know, is shady. Yes, I get it. I've been to some shady places too, but when you're five, eight and kind of fat, nobody really wants to fight you. But when you're (laughs) six foot eight, six foot nine, and that someone sees you walk into a place, there's people that also like a challenge in the real world, not just on the ice, right? I never, I never had that. I, my personality isn't like that, as you can tell. I know that. I just I, didn't know I, if anybody I, I was... never, I never, I never, or even if anyone ever did, I, I would talk them out of it because I'm just like, listen, bro, like, yeah, what, what are we the doing? fuck would, um, you know, when we were in Stockton, like we went to this one bar or this club and, um, it was, um, like kind of like the blood and crypt stuff in this one gang member came up to us and he's like hey like i'm just gonna be straight up like i know you guys aren't from here um you're a bunch of canadian hockey players and you know you guys are crazy you play on the ice you're all nuts um but if you guys don't leave and your buddy doesn't take his red hat off you won't make it out of this bar alive and we're like see you later have a good night <laughs> and we all left and uh and we just had house parties and no one really went out to, to right well and, and, and it- like wearing a red hat if that could cause something like Tr- that trigger like, something like the guy was wearing a, a red boston red sox hat and the guy was like threatening to kill him so we're like okay we're just gonna leave because we're a bunch of white white, white folk here so um i uh i i never really thought of much when i asked yeah. for uh lee yeah. and cardiff to make me a, a two ales and hockey tails logo but we got no red <laughs> on it so that's good <laughs> You know, like in, in Stockton, like we get a text from like our, our, our PR guys, like, Hey, we've been warned by the, by the police department. If any of you guys have significant others, females don't go to this Walmart, 
the local gang is their initiation is to kidnap a, a, a girl and is to, 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 you know, rape and kill her. That's their initiation. It's fucked up, man. Uh, like yeah. So we're all like, you're, uh, what the fuck? <clears throat> and that, that was it, man. It was, it was fucking crazy. Hey, yeah. who told you not to go to the Walmart because of that? Our PR guy. Because he was like, they had a bunch of the guys from the Stockton PD. They're like, hey, like, don't don't go to this Walmart. The local gang is targeting females in this age group, and this is their initiation into the gang. Um, Thresher Belgian with beer, Bayfield Brewing. <laughs> Put a damper on this battery. Damper uh, on this battery. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um. I'm glad I live near Bayfield, Ontario, where the Bayfield Brewery Company is in Concord, Ontario. Uh, hopefully they continue to sponsor the pod. If you haven't emailed them yet, please do. Uh, but um, yeah, no. that's uh, no. And you hear about stuff like that in the world and you're like, Oof. Yeah, and, and, and it's sad and it's unfortunate, but you know, we, we were lucky that we got the heads up on no, like no one, nothing happened or that, but you know, for the poor soul. But like that happen, is happening like, there in the world. It is, and it's, it's like that, it's that, still, that, that, that's that's absurd man. to think of like happening. people live there and yeah. they got to deal with that scary, what scary shit man like when i was in beaumont like outside of beaumont was Vider, texas and that was the birthplace of the kkk Jeepers. like like fuck <laughs> crazy man so yeah. Um, yeah anywho anywho hockey players live in different places don't they yeah yeah, a lot of different places than you would yeah, otherwise. Um, so you went from Stockton. Sounds like a trip. Um, but it was awesome. But honestly, great, great. Honestly, it was a great spot to play. Don't get me wrong. With no, and the weird part yeah. is about a lot of places, right? As you get yeah. there and you're like, you could take a right and be in a really nice area. Or you could take yeah. a left and be in the exact opposite area, yeah, and you're like, exactly. "Oh dear, I don't, I don't know where I'm at now." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Okay. And I'll, like, so, hey, so when I was in Toledo, like, funny you say that. So when I was in Toledo, like where I met Marty, um, my, I got traded from Utah to Toledo. You can call That's him the goat if you want. Yeah, he's a, he's all right. You can call him the goat. It's fine. Yeah. Um, do it. He, do uh, it. <laughs> so the goat, Joey Martin. Uh, God, that so, felt good, did it? <laughs> yeah, oh, so good. So when I got traded, um, I got traded from Utah to Toledo. So I laughed, and then my wife packed up our place. Jen packed up the place. My dad flew into Salt Lake to help her, and then they drove from from Utah to Toledo. And my dad stayed for like a week, and they, my mom found him this like little hole in the wall, like big premier inn and suites like you go in it's got its own kitchen its own big bedroom my dad loved it it was awesome like my dad's a big man that's like six seven like 365 like your old your old man's big you're big your kids no but my old man like my old man's big and he was tough as fuck like he used to he was like a cop and he used to like beat the living shit out of people Hmm. like he was a mutant like i never he never crossed this guy like he's biggest teddy bear around now but um (laughs) Uh, so it's so funny. So my dad's in, in Toledo and, and he's like, go, oh, go for a walk. And he's a big man. And just like you said, you turn right, you go to a nice place. So, but he turns left and he's going down this kind of a shady area. And this lady goes, Hey, white boy, you lost. 
And I goes, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out from around here. And she's like, I can tell. You better turn that big ass around or you weren't going to make it home, boy. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, I'm like, I'm from Canada. Where do I go? Oh, so she's man. Like, well, what are you looking for? You just want to get some breakfast. <laughs> she's like, oh, there's a Waffle House just down the road there. You'll be good and safe there, sir. But it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, definitely different neighborhoods in the world for sure. Yeah, Every Everywhere you live, there's different neighborhoods. And uh, oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> shout out to Bruce County. Love living here. I fit in. Uh, great. I like the people here. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Okay. We're not very good at locking doors in this neck of the woods. Yeah. Same where I'm at, man. Same where I'm at. And that feels good to live that yeah. way. Right. Exactly. exactly. I don't even need a gated community. Nope. No. Um, okay. So you do go to, uh, from the Stockton Thunder to the Utah Grizzlies. Um, mm-hmm. What Utah Grizzlies, What what's that like? Awesome. One of the best places I ever played. Yeah. So it'd be fun. nice out Salt, there, eh? Yeah, Salt, Salt Lake City. Um, we're right, you know, hip scoping hip jumping or scop away or skip away from Park City, whatever the heck it's called. And uh so much fun, man. And it's a great city. We played at the Maverick Center, which hosted the Olympics there. Like unbelievable building. Um, you know, Kevin Colley was the coach there and he was fucking awesome and he was great for me and he was an agitator, kind of tough guy. So he kind of he played me a lot, but he was he was awesome. I it was probably one of my favorite coaches, straight up and honest with me all the time. And we had great open dialogue, and he was so much fun, man. And um, and it was awesome. I really really enjoyed it. Okay, so new um, question. I think I already know what your answer is because I think you already said it. But uh, your like favorite coaches as a tough guy, because like obviously mm-hmm. I played a different role, but like. What what were your favorite coaches like and like why? Was it just being open and honest and letting you know how the game might play out or how much Honestly, ice time you might get? Uh, none of my coaches ever once told me to fight. None of them. Like from when I played my 16-year-old year to, um, you know, even in Edinburgh, like um, even with myself, like I never had to tell myself to fight. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> But uh, was there ever like, like the morning after where like where they were no, like you should have? No, no, because I always would take care of it. Like I always knew. Um, I had Malcolm Cameron, who's coaching in Glasgow now, was kind of mad. My very first year pro, I didn't fight one time right at the end of the year in a mean nothing game with like five minutes left. Like, like I, I, I said why? no to fight, and I don't know. He was mad at me. I don't know. And he never explained himself, and it was a pointless fight. We were winning like seven or eight, nothing. There's no reason for me to fight this guy. I already fought both of them, both, both their tough guys all year. So I was like, I don't need to fight this guy and fucking break my hand or like, it's a meanless fight. Like there's nothing, it's not going to change any momentum in any part of the game. I don't need to fight this guy. And he was mad at me. He, like, he didn't talk to me. And I was like, and he would like, he gave me like a dirty look in the morning. And I was just like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, oh, I read, like and he's man. not, and, Mal, and Mally's not, that's not the way Malcolm is. He's an absolute legend, beauty. I really liked him and he really like helped me get like stay in pro hockey. Um, but he was mad. That's the only time I've ever had a coach mad at me for not fighting. You know, it's just like, like I've lost fights before and coaches are like, okay, you lost who the fuck cares. Like, well, I, this reminds me of like, yeah. like when I w- was with Hendo, right. And he's with yeah. Cardiff and uh, 
And it's, you know, it's the UK league. You don't make a lot of money. And the guys you guys were fighting that year, like 2014, 15, 15, 16, the guys that were in that league, you're not making millions of dollars and you're fighting guys that you should be getting paid a million like, bucks to fight. Yeah, like, like this thing, like you're fighting West, West Garth, Johnson, McGratton, Nickerson, Salty, Hendel, me. Um, what the fuck's that other tall guy from? Uh, I actually fought him. He's, oh, the guy in Coventry? Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith. Fucking Boris Balabek, like you're that fighting, guy, like, yeah, no, all the like, yeah, you're making what fucking five hundred to six hundred pounds a week for some and, of these guys, like, yeah, and it's like, what, what, what are we doing here? No. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and it's not like we didn't want to fight, but you know, like, there's always, like, like you said, there's a time and a place to fight in a game. Like, if you're winning two nothing in Cardiff and Fulci comes to ask me to fight, like, I, the last thing I want to do is ignite the BBT. Yeah, you can call me a pussy all you want, but we would. Don't get me wrong. We were never up to nothing in Cardiff. Don't worry, ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, but I never had any coaches like that. Or, but um, the thing is, is like mm. there's there were also fighters that are calculated, like yourself, Hendo, Salts. Like mm. you guys knew when you wanted to, why you wanted to, who you were yeah, exactly. going to do it with, what time of the game it was. Like, yeah, exactly. and then there are other guys that like just lose their mark and go get angry and like take bad yeah. penalties and do all the yeah. other stuff right uh, yeah and that's probably why all the coaches were i was always got along because i wasn't like that right. you know i always i never really took dumb penalties and you know if it was it's because i was maybe a bit slow on my left hand turn so i tripped up a guy or, or whatever <laughs> it is um but um you know but 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 for me as like i try to take the best things from every coach i had and and kind of into but like kind of make that into who i am today and that's exactly what i try to do <laughs> exactly like like i had i had benwell grew in in uh in, in in when i was in rochester and he's in syracuse now and he coached world juniors like you know like like guys like him like i try to take like he had a lot of great theories and he was great systematically and he was fucking actually a really good coach i love I, I loved him and um and like there's just so many the good thing i just try to take the best from every coach and and kind of just make it who, who I am today and put my own spin on it. Cause obviously you can't coach kids these days the way you used to coach kids back in the day. Yeah. Um, you got to get a way to, for, you have to find a way for these kids to, you know, to, to, to absorb what you're trying to say, you know, you know, yeah. and I, 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 and I just say, so, Hey guys, like I got drafted with zero points in the national hockey. Like you think you're good. You ain't that fucking good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but the thing is, is you're calculated, you're smart, and you know what you're doing. And uh, you did have a hockey brain. Um, and and I, I don't know, I find it interesting. Um, Crazy, eh? Yeah, because like Hendo's the same way. Hendo mm-hmm. always thought everything through of what was going on. And yeah. I, fi- I find it interesting learning your side of the world because I was always just worried about my power play. And like if my power play wasn't going well, I'd be pissed Ooh. off. Oh, well, you wouldn't get back on because a guy like me would come take it from you. Because <laughs> once I got on the power play, I'm never getting off because I'll never get that opportunity again. That's why I was never injured. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. So after that, you're in the Utah uh, Salt Lake area. You mm-hmm. go. Um, so that's your year with uh, you start in Salt Lake and then you ha- hit the walleye in Toledo, eh? Now I got traded to Toledo, so Utah was like, that was a tough year for me, actually, um, just like personally, like 
Jen and I were Jen and I Jen and I were together. We were engaged. Uh, we just miscarried a baby, and that fucked me up. That yeah. fucked me up. That fucked me. Yeah, but that fucked me up mentally, like like fighting wise. Like I was, it was weird. It was it was a switch that kind of switched me off because I was perfectly fine, like fighting all the time, whatever. But after that happened, like that really fucked me up, and I wasn't the same. I wasn't the same, Riley. And um, but I went to Utah and. I was, you know, this is like, cause like this happened in Utah and Kevin kind of saw that and I needed to get out of there. And he kind of, you know, said, hey, well, I'm going to trade you to Utah. And it sucked cause we loved it there. And I remember after I got dealt, like the whole room was like silent. Like Riley just got traded, like Riley got traded. I was like, boys, like he flipped me for a fucking sick player. Who's going to get two more players in here. Like I'm just helping the boys out. And I went to Utah and I went to Toledo, sorry. And honestly, Unbelievable building, such a nice building, terrible apartments, fucking great, great group of guys. And it, it's what I needed. Like, um, it's what me and Jen needed as, as a couple. And it brought us even closer together after kind of a dark time. Like you said, everyone has dark times and that was our dark time. And it, uh, she met, um, you know, she met Joey's girl, ex-girl there and, um, and a great group of girls there. And it was so much fun, man. And, well, and you yeah, get good awesome. people all on a team. Yeah, it's when you great, start having exactly. fun, right? And it was great people, like uh, it's like you know, like 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 Simone de Pepin or whatever the fuck is now. How you say his last name? Like, who? Like Simone, like big Simone Denny. Do I know who that is? He was at Joey's wedding with us. He was the only guy my height. There's another our, guy your size there. He was at. He sat at our table. You fucking numb nuts. Dude, I was, was drinking. Monster. Yeah, I was I drinking know heavily. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he was there. Like, like, like Harrison Reed was there. Like, just awesome people. Those guys um, were at the wedding. No, they were at Toledo. They were on Toledo, I and they went to Joey's. And they went to Joey's wedding too. Hmm. Look at the guest list, bro. Anywho, you can go past this all, but uh, it was just a great. <laughs> it was a great place uh, for me I to go, and it, it was still awesome. dominated you on the dance floor. Mm. <laughs> Once you pulled out the worm, man, I couldn't do. I'm not doing a caterpillar. I got. Uh, thing, I got sent that I'll, video the next day or two from a guy from Elmira that happened to be at the wedding, and man, that worm didn't look like the worm I see no. out there. Yeah, I just remember the after hours burgers they had. You were set up. They were so fucking good. I was just crushing burgers outside. I was still hitting the floor. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Love where it. where are we now? Okay, I uh, want to. Okay, no, 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 no. You don't get to decide. This is my shed. Okay, okay? Good. love good. story. Where'd you meet her? I met her in Stockton. So really, she's from there. Yeah. I met her from Stockton. She's from Tracy, California. So her dad. And um, you moved her back to Canada. Oh, buddy, I fucking put I put my seed in her as fast as possible. Yeah, you she's did. Six foot three. She's six three. <laughs> Oh, you're just making first rounders, eh? Yeah, hoping. Um, or, or or Olympians. No, no, that's not like that's not what I did. Like when like the moment I saw her, like I was like, I gotta get this girl. I'm never gonna talk to her. Yada yada. And I met her. Her dad won like uh, I, I spend the day with the kids, um, with the team with the Thunder, and and uh, he's like, oh, I'll give it to you, Jen. Like you can go meet some good guys. And she's like, I'm not taking this. This is embarrassing. So she gave it to like the neighbor kid. Who was like 11 at the time he's like well i don't have anyone to take me will you take me jen so jen took him and that's how i met her and 
Um, it was like, it literally meant it was love at first sight, buddy. Like I saw her, I met her, talked to her after the game, got her number. And then it was, I was done. Like I yeah. was wrapped up. I was hurt. Like, I, was I saw you at the wedding. I could tell you're awesome. Oh, she's, she's way too good looking for me. That's all be honest. Sorry for burping in the mic. My, yeah. Mine's too good looking for me too. I get it. Yeah, I can I can confirm that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you got to latch on when you can. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so uh, uh, other guy that was on that team that year with uh, the GOAT is mm-hmm. Gleason Fournier, the Swan. Do you know him? Yeah, uh, really skilled defenseman. He was on a – I think he was on an NHL deal with Detroit at the time. Beauty. He would have been one of the players that, like, I'm still confused how that guy isn't doing bigger and better things. Honestly, it's 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 when it's your it's an opportunity and the opportunity you get if you seize it at the right moment. That's that's how it is, man. That's the game yeah. hockey. That guy is really good, though. He's talking really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty really sure good. Marty was the reason he came to Cardiff in the first place. Then you got Marty yeah. and Fournier on a team of Cardiff, and you're like, huh. yeah. you know your you know your PK is getting scored on every fucking time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't have to worry about it okay so you go from there then from the toledo walleye which is not the toledo storm that i played against Anymore. so you what you nope. didn't know about that rink because that was a trip uh yeah, yeah, you go to the missouri mavericks in the central hockey league for the first time yeah independence missouri man great building great great organization to play where in missouri there. it's independence so it's kansas city missouri slash independence what does that mean? Independence. It's, it's, independence is a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you know, like how like Mississauga is a suburb of. Yeah, you know? now I get it. Uh, you said you independence. It. I'm like independence. That's like <laughs> independence is like Will Smith out there. Like, yeah, like aliens? I thought Independence um, Day, <laughs> aliens, um, whatever. No, but um, weird name yeah, of so, a town. Sorry, yeah. suburb. Weird yeah, name. It's, a, it's a little suburb of uh, of Kansas City, Missouri. So, um, great spot to play, man. Unbelievable organization. They are first class, first class. Awesome. Like, we fucking loved it there. Met like legends there. Like, Where were your Jenna. kids born? Liam, Liam. They're both born in Bellingham. Bellingham. Belling Bellingham, Washington. So, where's that? Uh, an hour and a half, two hours north of Seattle. Oh, 40, min- 40 minutes from Abbotsford. It's like right past the border. Jen had her, when we had them, Jen didn't have her residency yet in Canada. So she had no health care up here. So she still had her, all her U.S. health care. So we just had the babies down there. So they're both dual citizenship. But, you know, good to go. Yeah, yeah okay. ours, are, ours, ours are dual citizenship too, just not there as tall. <laughs> A lot shorter, a lot shorter, <laughs> a lot shorter. Um, moving on. <laughs> okay. So you had a great time in Missouri. That's good. Yeah. We better yeah. move on. Last <laughs> season in North America, you do play for the San Francisco Bulls and Pat yeah. Curcio, former Potter. A beauty, man. That guy was awesome. Love that guy. I love him in the he's, in the shed he seemed like an awesome yeah. guy he's uh he's very uh very smart um just a tough market to put a east coast team in san francisco 
Like fuck, man, it's time for it's one of the most expensive one of the most expensive places to live in America. Like, and then you're trying to give huh. guys apartments and stuff, eh? And you're trying to, and you're living in college high rises with Jen and I live with the equipment manager. <laughs> so, which was awesome, actually, it was really nice. We were, you know, married at the time. We had a newborn. Sharp skates. Liam was, yeah, Liam. Liam was born, and um, uh, do you know what was tough that year? Is I signed in Utah as a player assistant um, to go back to Utah. And I was so pumped because we loved it there. And Kevin was there. Collie was there, but then Collie got a better offer to go to Arizona to the Sun Dogs. And um, I, I, the new coach wanted me to stay with Utah, Tim Branham, I think his name was. And I helped re- recruit that whole team. And then August like 15th came, like a month before I'm supposed to leave, he calls me and says, hey, I don't have room for you anymore. Cut me. He says, I don't want you anymore. So I'm like, I have a fucking month before the season starts. I have nowhere to play. Are you fucking kidding me? So he's like, yeah, sorry. I was like, you're, I, I guess lost. I said, you're a piece of shit. Like I asked you straight up. Like, if you don't want me right now, I can go like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, and then he did that. I was like, I have a newborn. Like how the fuck am I supposed to feed my kid? And uh, he pulled that shady shit on me and which was bullshit in my opinion. And that's something like, if you don't want me, just cut me right away. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm not going to be mad. I like, agree. Just let you know so, right away. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, at least give me time to make some money somewhere. So um, I actually signed in St. Charles with the chill. Um, they were a one year organization, uh, which was like outside of St. Louis. So I went there with Jen this is the same year you're playing for San yeah. Francisco, oh, yeah. Ontario, oh, yeah. and Arizona yeah. Sundogs. Oh, oh yeah. So it's the year after I was in Missouri. So I, I go, I go to St. Charles. We go to camp. There's like 22 guys in camp, 11 guys on the team. He, Jamie Rivers, is the head coach there. He brings in like eight heavyweights. There's like eight tough guys there, and he's expecting us to fight like it is back in the day. We got like 11 guys on each team, like. I'm like, why? I don't have to fight anybody here. I don't have to prove every, anything. I've I'm already done year, it in real games against other pro. teams. I don't, yeah. need, I, don't need, I don't need to fight all these guys. And like, I got my agent calling me at like team dinners. Like, you got to fight this guy. You got to do this. So like the next day I have like five fights, like four guys get like four other guys get knocked out in different fights. And I'm fucking fighting the super heavyweights, like all these young bucks. I'm like, fuck am I doing here? Like, I'm living in a hotel with a newborn. Everyone's got their apartment. I have nothing. I'm sitting like, and they owed me all my travel money from driving out there and hadn't got any of it. So I'm like, uh, I'm living in a whole fucking hotel. They're feeding us five guys hot dogs for dinner and lunch. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to feed my family? This is with the St. Charles chill? Yeah, it was awful, man. Like, just terrible. Like, the Jen and I would go in and we would steal everything from the breakfast, Connell breakfast, all like the oatmeal, hard-boiled eggs, bagels, mini cream cheeses. We were stacked in our room so we well, you, you got to get that, that shit yeah yeah and you got a newborn and she's got a she's got to fuel her body to fuel him and um and then finally i just went in and and we both decided like they were like yeah it's not going to work out we can't afford a family i got with a family so that's when i went to patty and uh and pat reached out and that's when i went to him so okay no yeah. and, and he he uh Man, I having him on, like he's an agent now, but like oh, yeah. having him on and him putting his heart and soul into that San Francisco team and trying to get it Honestly, going. Like, it was it was heart, man. That place, the Cow Palace was awesome. I love fucking playing there. The great group of guys. Um, Patty did such a good job. But 
it just I think if he had some better back backing from investors or maybe the sharks put some more money in with it, I think that place would have been unreal. Yeah. Okay. Especially now, especially now with San Jose and the Barracuda, you have a fucking the bulls there. Like it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. Exactly. But the Cal Palace was an expensive place to rent and um, you know, it was expensive flying or busing everywhere in the coast and the, the, the living expenses don't count. It don't help out. Like, so he explained the cow palace to me a bit. What exactly was that again? Uh, back in the day, it was the big stadium for all the rodeos. The sharks used to play there, I think a little bit, but, um, awesome, man. Like you had to but walk they're in the huge... shark tank. They've always been in the shark tank. They're the San Jose sharks, but I think they, someone started out in the cow palace. It was sick bar though. I loved it. Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah. The neutral, the neutral zone was like a stride and a half for me. Back checking was awesome. I would love it too. <laughs> oh yeah. You never, you never back check a day in your life. Well, what the fuck? Oh, f- are you kidding me? I would when it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, because oh, oh, you wanted to get the puck back on the power play. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'd be back there when I needed to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Pat, Pat, Patty was awesome, man. I enjoyed him. He was great. I will say he was very straight up with me when the team was going under. He called me and he told me, he's like, Riley, the guys aren't going to be getting paid. You have a family. Like, like what, and, what do you and, want me to, what do you want me to do? And that's the type of person I yeah. thought he was when he comes yeah, to the shed. And like, and that, and like he comes on and he tells me who he is. And like, I meet his partner, David Abonte. And I'm like, well, these are the agents I would want as a player. Like yeah. they're just straight up dudes that are good yeah. dudes that are and, telling and, you what's and, up. And now you're telling me this story and I'm not wrong. Yeah. He was straight up and he's like, Riley, like you have a wife, you have a newborn, like we're not going to be getting, you know, guys aren't going to be getting paid. What do you want me to do with you? Want me to, want me to put you on waivers? Want me to trade you? I was like, honestly, Patty, just just put me on, just cut me and release me, put me on waivers. If I get picked up, I get picked up. If not, I'll go home and retire. Like, it's all good, man. Like, my main priority is like, I have a job back home I can go to. If I get picked up, depending where it is, like, if I get picked up by Wheeling or or whatever it is, like, I'm not going. <laughs> but you know, I got picked up by Ontario, and 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 we made the trek down there. So, and that was awesome. So you got so. picked up by the Ontario Rain. Mm-hmm. So then what happens there? Because you end up playing for the Arizona Sundogs too. Oh, Ontario was awesome, man. Jason Christie, he was a fucking detailed in-your-face coach. Unbelievable. Um, he's with Buffalo now. He's just coaching Buffalo. Just got hired this summer. Awesome guy. Um, really enjoyed him. Uh, he, uh, right when San Francisco folded, he started bringing all the all the all the San, San Jose guys over on loan, so like Big O's and a bunch of other guys. He brought them all to Ontario. So um, obviously, me being the fighter and the guy who I am, short, you know, see you later. He's, he's, he goes, I want to release you, and then release you on Friday, and I want to sign you back on Monday. It's like what? And there's yeah. some, there is some weird shit yeah, that weird happens. Shit. And, I, and I just said, don't just release me. I'm done. I'm going home. Like, fuck this. Like, thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Great, great facility. Don't I'm play those games with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I was and like, that's the way. And I wasn't dumb. Like you said, like, I was just fuck. I'm, I'm not a stupid idiot. Like, no, but it was not. like, I was telling Jen, I was like, I'm done. Like, let's go home. Let's get settled. Like, but, and she was like, no, like, you're not done. Like, go out on your own terms. Like, and then Collie calls me that night. He's like, hey, 
like come finish here in Arizona with me with the Sun Dogs. So that's where, so that's where the guy that I had in Utah who officially signed me as a player assistant coach, that's where he went. So I circled back and went back with him to, to Arizona and my best man at my wedding, Kevin Baker was there. And so um, Kevin Baker, he was your best man at your wedding. Yeah. Him and Kyle Kaminsky. Yeah. And he went to, I got it written down here, but we never talked about it. When you were with the Wildcatters, he went to Germany and played for Schwinnigan for a bit and yeah, played against me. So he's I was, so, I so would, yeah. So he's he so had good. some crazy numbers and oh, you would have been the guy that would have helped him out in some situations probably. And you guys probably have quite a bond, right? Yeah. Well, so he was, a, so he was in Houston's camp with me and it was so funny. Like every time, I was taking a piss in the urinal before practice or a game or whatever it was. He was right beside me peeing too. So we're like, we're on the same pee schedule, like just making these jokes. And then we both get sent down and he had his own place, but it was kind of like off away from everyone. And I, I was living in a two bedroom with uh, somebody else. Well, they wanted to put me with this Euro goalie with his girlfriend. I'm like, I don't want to fucking live with these guys. So Kevin's like, Kevin and I, it was after practice one day. Kevin's like, Hey, um, I'm going to come move in with you and I'm going to give Miro my place and I'm going to come live with you. I'm like, so I was like, thank you. Yeah. And we, yeah. we just, we did like, we just, we hit it off, man. Like unbelievable human being just like this, like we go to, we go to, we were playing the Phoenix Roadrunners one night. So like my mom and my dad fly in my, my grand, my grandpa and my grandma are there. And we go to the NBC suites where the NBC suites and it's like cocktail hour, like happy hour, like all you can, all you can drink, whatever. So Kevin and I get fucking, lit. I know I'm not playing the next day. Matt Malcolm told me, he's like, Riley, you're not playing. Like go out with your family. Hang on. Like done. So Kevin gets fucking shit faced. Like he's so drunk. Mm-hmm. And my dad, my grandpa's like, how is he supposed to play tomorrow? Like he can't play scores a fucking alley. Yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah, and it's just that's the type of guy he was. Like he needed to that go guy out needs to come in the shed. Oh, it sounds like my type of guy. Legendary stories. Legendary stories. Is that right? Where is he from? Uh, he's from Ontario. He's living in Orange, Texas. So he met a girl down in Beaumont, Casey, and they're living down there. He works for her. Her dad's oil com- oil rig company and he's like the safety manager there but in like 60 70 hour workout work weeks and beauty beauty well i should get him on because yeah no I, he was one guy i had written down he's on the notes uh, here he's it's, a it, legend 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 I was talking <laughs> last night actually um but beauty yeah so he was in arizona so i i, I made the trek down there and um i kind of fucked my knee up at the end of the year uh grade two uh mcl sprain so it sucks so yeah so i thought i was done and then that's when life took me to the to the uk right which is where most of our fans are and they've just been dying to talk more about this so how do you end up in edinburgh who gets that deal done and how do you end up there um so i was so i was thinking about going to fort worth um texas again no, no, sorry, Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne. My oh, bad. the Comets. Of... Yeah, I was thinking about going there. I was talking to their coach and their owner, and um, and I was ta- talking to Matt Krug, um, who played with me in Missouri and in Toledo with with the Goat, and um, we uh, the Welsh he, Goat. 
Joey yeah, the Welsh, the Welshian goat. Um, he, uh, Matt, he was like, Hey, I got this team in Scotland, like kind of wanting a player like you and me and, um, some guy, they contacted me and I just said, Hey, this is how it is. And this is what I want. And I had a couple of buddies who play in the UK. So like I knew about council tax and I knew about this, I knew about that. So they're like, yeah, we'll offer you this and this and this and this. I'm like, okay, well, I want this paid for, this paid for, this paid for, this paid for. Like, how do you know about that? I'm like, I'm not a fucking idiot. So I got wow. like my council, I got my council tax paid for. I got my, I guaranteed in my contract I had a vehicle and I had this and I had that and yeah, so it was pretty good. And 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 my wife and I, we played. I played with Colt King in Missouri, and uh, Colt says you need to go, you need to go to the UK you need to go play in the UK. Like just go in the UK, like you're going to love it and they're going to love you. And, they, and, yeah. and we listened and, and we went to Edinburgh and honestly, it was fucking unbelievable, man. Ah, um, man. Yeah, the, I don't think you realize what, uh, I guess, I don't know, accomplished or whatever, but like they did love you there. I put yeah. up on, like, I don't think you're on Instagram, right? I am, but you don't follow me because you're too cool for school. Well, I couldn't find you. I looked for you today. But anyways, I was looking for you and I was trying to like, uh, whatever. And uh, like, as soon as I put out there that you were coming on, I had a whole bunch of people write to me like, this is going to be legendary because of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not too bad. Um, it was fun. Let's grab my charger. Keep going. Um, so anyways, no, but um, the first year you're there, you're just a player, right? You're, yeah. You just play. And that yeah, is, played in, that's your I, best I, year of hockey. You got to be having the most fun you've ever had playing hockey, no? Seriously, it was so much fun. Um, Richard Hartman was the coach. Um, was he a player coach? He was a player head coach. He was nasty, man. He was I so think good. he used to play in Germany against me. Number but 38? 38 or 37. But Number right-handed right shot? Yeah, little guy? Yeah, skinny? Buddy. No, no. He was... He was sick. He was sick, but man, he was, he was good. Like he was so ridiculously skilled, man. Um, and he was playing at like 40, I think, I think he had to be 40 or 35 or I don't know, man, but he was, he was really smart and um, he was, he was so ridiculously skilled and he just said, fight, fight when you have to fight and play, just play hockey. And I, he fucking played the shit out of me, man. Like, he goes, you're going to play, can you skate backwards? And I was like, yes. And have you ever played defense? I said, yes. I said, okay, well, you'll play forward. And if I need you at D, can you play D? And I'll, you'll PK at defense. And you'll fucking eat pucks and clear pucks and box out. And on the power play, you're going to stand in front of the net. And, and that's what I did. And it was so much fun, man. Like, he just let me be, he just let me play. And, um, you know, I probably could have fought a bit more there, but I, I was playing so fucking much, man. It, it's, it's, it, you know, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to go sit in the box for five minutes when you're fucking on the power play and penalty killing. And, you know, like you said, like I had fucking what, 15, 16, 17 goals that year. Like never had that in my life. It was, I, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Like I, and, it, and honestly, it made me fall back in love with hockey, especially the year before bouncing around from team to team to team. And the UK can do that to you. Yeah. And I honestly did. And the fans and just how the fans were other than some mean Carter fans that I fucking ripped one day chirping me in front of my kid outside Murrayfield, fucking idiots. Um, but uh, it was, uh, it was awesome. Like so much fun. Like just, just everything was awesome. No, I, I didn't like, 
I it fallen in love with hockey again, right? That's yeah, what exactly. that that's what happened for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like the only thing that sucked was my second year. I fucked up on Jen's visa and they denied it because I forgot to send <laughs> I forgot to send in our marriage certificate. So it got delayed three and a half months. So I was away from her from you're August. the one dealing with that shit. You're yeah, you're yeah. putting in the paperwork. I had, I had to do it all. You gotta delegate that shit. That might uh, we no. didn't have the resources. I had to do it all. No, the wife does that shit for yeah. me. She does all the paperwork yeah, when but, it comes but to it that was my stuff. dad, and I fucked up and I fucked up on it. And I didn't see her from August 20th to December 1st. And that was the hardest because right August end, 20th to December 1st. That's a long so, time. It's such a long time, man. It, where, was awful. It, was, it was so hard. Where were the kids? What they were back? The, the Liam was back home with her, waiting, waiting for her visa. This is when yeah. you're coaching. I'm burping yeah. again. Yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, that's when I was coaching. It was tough, man. It was my second year, and I should she should have just fucking flown over. Do you know what's that. interesting for me is uh, like I always say this on here is like people play hockey better when they're happy, when they're doing yeah. what they want, when they're a happier person. If I mm-hmm. played hockey right now, I honestly, if my knee would work, I think I'd be the best player I've ever been yeah. because I, I understand the game more and I'm happy in life with what I'm doing yeah. out here in the shed and everything that's going on. I'm happy. And uh, exactly. I think I could really play hockey right now. Right. But like, yeah. Anyways, I know yeah, we're uh, we're and rambling, and, and I and that's and that's how it was my how it was my first year. Um, you were just having fun and loving. I was it, having right? fun. I was playing, and and and, it and then awful. the next year, your family's not there, and I see yeah. the points go way down, and yeah, you're well, not I, as I happy. You got more stress. Oh, you're still up. I thought you were in bed. Get, yeah, get out of here, Mister. Come on, you stinker. I am almost uh, done. I promise. I'll get dad good. to it's bed in no time. But, but the second, like our second year, like I wasn't on the first unit power play like I was the year before, and I gave myself a lot lesser role because I had guys like you know Ryan Hayes, Craig McCallum, Paul, Paul Zanette, like Trevor Gerling. Like I got legitimate like studs in, so I don't need to do that. Like I'll just sit back, be the eleventh forward. Like I'm okay with that, and I'll like try to coach more and. Um, you know, I, I think I wasn't really ready the coaching wise for that, but I was a fucking great recruiter and I had a lot of contacts, so might as well try to get the boys together and, and ready to and go. You're, and you're a good dude. Um, yeah. so like I've been doing player reviews, but I think mm-hmm. you've already laid all yours out. Like I've been giving everybody their player review, but like, I already know what, like who you are and what you do, but like yeah. you've already laid it out as basically you do anything that like if you're on the team this is your team and you're gonna mm-hmm. take care of people you're yep. gonna you're gonna you're gonna take care of the best players the kevin bakers the of yep. the world right you're gonna take exactly. care of them know that they're happy and you're also gonna do anything the coach asks of you you're gonna play penalty kill you're gonna play power play you're gonna do whatever they ask if you they say mm-hmm. stand in front of the net You'll do that. Nobody asked you yep. to fight, but you would have done it if they asked you to, yep. because you're just a teammate and you're just a guy that is there to try and help the team win. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. And that's who I am still now as a person in life. 
it's weird how <laughs> I, yeah yeah you don't yeah. really change do you no it's fucked <laughs> yeah. but like and, and that's that's what the interesting part of having you on in the shed is like mm-hmm. um you were probably the what the tallest or biggest guy i've played against or there's other mm-hmm. guys around the same size and you mm-hmm. always remember that shit when you're a little guy but mm-hmm. when the game ended and you and joey martin would go out and shoot the shit i'm like well if he's his friend he's my friend right oh yeah wally hell yeah and hey if you can cut a rug like you did on the dance floor buddy you can party with me any day <laughs> uh, but, but honestly the uk was awesome man like you're um, right though like, you're right like, it brings like, you back to like what hockey should be and right I, and, and and i remember after my first year in edinburgh like i was talking to Corey about going to nottingham and you know i could have went there and made a couple more hundred pounds a week and and not been the coach and not had all and the responsibilities and, and played on a fucking first a first class organization that the next year they won it all like they won fucking playoff weekend the next year and you know i i could have been a, i see your jansen went. like i was talking to Corey before cam went over and you know i could have went there but i didn't because i saw something in edinburgh and you know they just didn't have the financial backing to to put you know the our vision or our dream together you know it's they just needed someone with a fuck ton of money that's willing to lose a couple, like maybe a million pounds in a year to fucking build something. So I don't know any of the finances and how much it costs or anything, right? Neither do do I, but all I know is we had a great group of guys. It was so much fun in Edinburgh. And even though a bunch of guys left and quit, the guys that we brought in were just like beauties and they worked their ass off and, and, you know, Carson Chubak, who was our goalie, who was fucking phenomenal, was playing with one leg all fucking year because he, like, tore his growing. Like, he didn't even practice. Like, I didn't even have a goalie for practice. Like, that's how it was at the end of the year. We'd just go out and fucking fuck around and play because it's, like, like half the guys were so beat up and our goalie was hurt. And we'd have, like, our our backup goalie, who was, like, an electrician, Kevin Forshall, who was a beauty as well or Craig Mallison or George Fernando, who's like a part owner, who was just a gem who would come out and just stop pucks. Like that's how it was. Like, and, we, and it, was, it was like, I would stay at the rink till two in the morning doing laundry. So the guys had dried like undergear for the next day. And you were doing that. That's what I yeah. had written down. Yeah. I, it, it was uh, part of the notes at one point. Yeah, was that like that, you, you were the coach, and... the GM, the equipment manager. I remember yeah. when we'd be playing against you and yeah, like, you'd be doing the laundry i'd be switching laundry staying there hanging out with the ice guys there craig and and scotty and all those guys staying out and fucking we'd we'd shoot the shit and watch tv in their iceman's room and i had no family there yet so and i didn't really want to and as a coach at the time i didn't want to go out and party with the boys like um because he's still going to be their coach as well but um you know and it, it was tough like we didn't have our own personal gym. Guys didn't have cars. Guys didn't have anything. Like, no wonder everyone laughed. Like, the crazy, the funniest thing, and you're going to laugh, is our Captain Everett Sheen left. Was No one knows this story, but um, there was a nice flat that, like, five of the guys stayed at. It was, like, a penthouse flat. It was actually really nice. Um, so they're like, okay, yeah, you're going to stay at this flat. And it wasn't ready at the start of the year. So the guys were living in, like, Fife. And driving from Fife into Edinburgh every day, 
and they finally get this their this like dream flat they've been told about how great it is and they all show up and whoever was living in there before the landlord didn't clean it didn't get a deep clean didn't get anything it was a fucking disaster it was a gypsy brothel being used as so there's like there's like sex toys everywhere there's the garbage brothel. Oh, i don't so, know what it is but, no, it but like the gypsies up. that that was something like that like i know yeah. we're getting off topic yeah. but gypsies yeah, but, that was something that like i didn't know was a real thing until i yeah. went to cardiff and exactly. then when you're driving out of um like cardiff the one way for road games there's yeah. legit trailers like yeah so like i i, I get this with dogs I get, and, yeah it's, it's i get this call and it's my captain Everett Sheen. he's like riley like this this apartment is trash there's shit everywhere there's fucking sex toys everywhere i can't fucking live here i can't stay here tonight so i was like okay well come stay at my place like everyone come stay at my place like so i'm calling my owner like what the fuck is going on so like they're rushing the cleaning crew in there and my and it was like a week later my captain's like i'm done like i booked my flight last week like that was the last straw and like wait, and wait, that's wait. Just, yeah like he literally goes into he's been staying out of the city of edinburgh driving 30 minutes to edinburgh every day to get to edinburgh and, and then, then he gets they're there. supposed to get into edinburgh and this apartment's trashed with fucking doubles everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like 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 what the fuck like like and i'm that's ho- like, that was hockey though and, that was and, the and way I, it was yeah. and, I, and i and i just don't know what to say and i and i don't know what to say to my owner and i don't know what to say to like both all the owners we had i'm like how am i supposed to keep this team together and like then we had like ryan hayes who was like leading the league in scoring at the time he was okay. like hey i might yeah well, just for me, because I was trying to do that. Yeah, I, trying like, to do, he, was he was scoring a lot of points, and I was like, what was a little fucking, punk. The guy was awesome. And he yeah, was he making, was. And he was making like 400 pounds a week. Yeah. He's making nothing. And he's like, hey, like, like, either I've got other European clubs after me, like, will you give me a bump in pay or, or whatever it is? And Trump's like, no. And he's like, well. And then so he ends up getting shipped to like Sheffield because I don't know what the heck happened there. And then everything just fell apart you know it's just like i remember when all that was happening and i was like we were four we were like third or fourth in the league man at the time like because we'd beaten you guys we beat no you guys were you guys had you had put together a team and like we beat we'd beaten every big club like well and and now that i've had you in my shed and like i i i met you at the wedding i knew who you were like if if you were my coach if you were my player coach I I would be fully on board. Like yeah, I but, I would I'd be ready to rock. Yeah. Like if I if I if like nothing against Edinburgh, I love my time there. I love the people I met there. I loved everything about it. But if I was like coaching Cardiff at the time, like, oh yeah, f- fuck me, man. Yeah. Like oh my god. Yeah. Like disgusting. No, like, I would have brought. I would have brought. I would have brought home more hardware than Lordo. No offense, Lordo. <laughs> just to stir the fucking pot eh? yeah you may as well get her going right <laughs> um no but like the thing is it's like the person you are and like mm-hmm. the player you were and like the brain you have <laughs> it's uh it's interesting different yeah, uh mix different mix yeah. than most yeah pretty weird eh? pretty weird but um honestly it's 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 been awesome and i, I love my time in the uk and and i i one of my buddies i played with in ontario is in glasgow now cody soul 
And I was like, how do you like Glasgow? And he's like, man, I fucking love it over here. Like loves, like it's such an unbelievable lifestyle. Like no one understands. Like Colt King told me. You have to you know, play you in gotta the UK. Get, you got to go over to the UK. It's so much fun. Like I remember my first, my first meal, I went over for lunch and I ordered like a burger. And the guy's like, oh, what do you, you want a pint? I'm like, uh, I'll have a water. And he's like, a water? Like <laughs> looking at me like, you fucking <laughs> pussy. No, you're going to have a fucking pint of tennis. I'm like, guess I'm having a beer. You know, it's so much fun, man. And uh, ah, this, there's and, oh. like a bunch of a bunch of the families we met there, like the Plews family, the Beatty family, like um George, like George, I was talking about, like just unbelievable human beings, man. Like um guys On- like John Fairley, like they're like uh, we had like that um Jay King who's playing in the second English league now, like his his dad was like our our like equipment like handyman. He was a beauty too. Like Jock Haley, assistant coach, unreal. Bonnie, who was like the secretary ticket girl, she worked her ass off for that team. But they just didn't have the like the big, big, big financial backing to right. escalate and, Edinburgh. Well, and the man, the people that they have over there, the people mm-hmm. that support the teams and diehards. Work, work, diehards. And work, they're 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 diehards. They're passionate, but like they're like awesome. I have the fans on. Like yeah. I have for them from different teams, and like they just love their team. Like they love yeah, it. Exactly. They love it like I love my shed. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, like if they if the rink because the Murrayfield rink kind of fucked everyone over out there, and you know it was just, it was fossils running that that building that shouldn't have been there anymore. A bunch of old fucking old school skeletons that didn't trans transition in the world of hockey. They kept it like 1940 in a fucking World War bunker when it shouldn't have been transformed. Yeah, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because everyone you talk to or every player you talk to said, "Yeah, shittiest rank to play in, best city to go out in." Well, it's like like you look at you the know? the city they have, and it's like, well, it's you're trying to grow the game and i know it's tough times nowadays yeah, but like exactly. like when things get on the rise here somebody should really look into that yeah seriously and we're finding somewhere to build a new rink that's kind of closer to downtown and just get ready man like put like ha- if you have a lot of money fucking do something with it and you can make you can that would be the staple of the, the uk league it would You're, dominate everything wow. a new facility and like that would take over Nottingham and put new playoff weekend there. Like, see you later, Nottingham. Like, you're going well, to Nottingham's like, already having right. a tough enough go, right? Like, they're oh, already having God. a tough enough go. Um, imagine, imagine, imagine all the crazy fans for playoff weekend going down a grass market or going on Princess Street, just hitting up every club, going up to Georgia Street. See, I don't know. I don't know this. Town oh my well. God, it's crazy, brother. Crazy. See, I was crazy. always staying with the monkeys at the hotel. The yeah, one you're dumb. By the goat, and the, you know what, do you want? Know it's the Welshian goat. Never wanted to come hang out with the big boys. He always had to. I gotta get my eight points the next night. I'm just gonna sit in the room and they wouldn't let days. us. It was that. It was. It was horse shit. I wanted to be out. I wanted to be living. Well, it's because it's like it's like in the Hangover too. Like Bangkok has them now. Like Edinburgh's got them now. Like oh, see you later. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's. Uh, there was always monkeys yeah. there. <laughs> but we, we, we loved our lifestyle. We had a, our second year, we had unbelievable neighbors that were awesome. And 
And uh, it, it was such a great experience. To be honest, I uh, it's hard for me to listen to it, right? Because you got Pat Curcio, San Francisco Bulls, puts his heart and soul into it, yep. trying to get her going, trying to do everything he can. Then you got you with the Edinburgh Capitals, and I know you put your heart and soul into building yep. the best team you possibly could. You put everything you absolutely had into making that team the best team you could. And it was out of your control because yeah. you had a team. Yeah, we were not bad. Not but bad. you gotta have the you gotta have yeah. all the ingredients to make yeah. the meal taste good. Exactly. And like and like our Brits who are awesome guys like Jordan Steele, Sean Beatty, Callum Boyd, um, we had Jay King, Tyler Plews, like they got 25 pounds a week. That's what they paid them. 25 <laughs> pounds? Yeah, that's a, 25 to 50 pounds a week. That's what they were paying them. Like they would lose money playing for us. It was embarrassing. It's like so, less than junior hockey. Yeah. So, like, how, like, if you play for the London Knights, fucking, I think the London Knights players get paid more than all of us. I don't know. I don't know. I only know one guy that played for them from Elmira that had like a really nice truck when we were in high school and I didn't So I don't know where he got that. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't get it. Weird. Weird. <laughs> so then after that season though, and like you put your heart and soul into it, man, you must've been a little pissed off when we were hitting the dance floor together that you're out of the game. Um, uh, no, I, I kind of knew like I broke my arm. Like obviously I broke my arm. I was, did you play you know, the game in Cardiff with the broken arm, or did you just? No, coach? I just coached. I just coached with a sling on the bench, hung titties. I remember that. That was that. <laughs> yeah, that you. Yeah, that was yeah. when you were. Yeah, it was. Are we on it? I think we only lost like three one, and that was a that was a win in my books. You've got to. No, Cardiff, you're right. Yeah, and you only had you, like go, ten go, players. If, and if I remember Cardiff, thinking, yeah. I'm like, this is embarrassing. If you, like, if you go if you go to Cardiff and you don't get beaten by four, it's a win. <laughs> like that should be a stat in the in the UK if you go. But that Cardiff. was what we had started. That wasn't yeah. a thing when I got yeah. there. That exactly. was not a thing. No, Cardiff was what, not good at hockey that, when I got was, there. That's what that's Todd Lordo and the fucking goats he brought in was unbelievable. Um, Hell of a team. I still, yeah, I, I still remember Jen went out that night after I broke my arm, and she was with all the Cardiff uh, girls, and she saw Todd there, and Todd's like, "I love what Riley's doing in Edinburgh, and I feel so bad for him." Like. And he's like, 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 make sure you let him know, like, like, fucking great job. Well, he, and, and you just, did, yeah. you did. And, and he's you a did. straight up guy. And it was just, it was shitty luck, broke my arm and um, it was brutal. And the, the one, the big, I think the biggest sour taste I have in my mouth about that is I broke my arm at my 499th pro game. Really? Like one, one fucking game before 500. Does that matter Maybe though? Uh, no, it doesn't matter for me because I got I got healthy scratched every game anyways in the A, so it kind of counts. I honestly yeah. have no clue how many I played. Like zero. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm I'm not too too worried about that. But um, I was able to leave on my own terms and and uh, and like. But like, if you play the five hundred, like, yeah. like okay, just one more game. Well, like, it's yeah. not like we got uh, what are they called pensions or. Yeah. Um, yeah anybody helping us out if we get to 500 like I'm, the nhl I'm players getting, I'm not, the nhl I'm not players bronze, I'm not you know what stick. they get to a thousand they get to 500 they get paid more folks not yeah. us do, do you know what the crazy thing is this is my biggest thing about the show and i, I, I love the nhl yeah yeah 
these guys make millions of dollars a year. They, they, their per diem is like a hundred bucks a day. Like, yeah. how, like it should be vice versa. Like, like the player, like Maybe the, coast the East guys, Coast or AHL guys yeah, that like, like actually we get, need we get, a we meal get paid no money. for. Yeah. <laughs> like we get like four hundred and fifty or six hundred bucks a week or six fifty. But a the week. guy making six million. Yeah, like the guy fucking making eight million a fucking year needs an extra hundred dollars for gambling money on the plane. Like fuck, that's my biggest. That thing that rattles me. Well, you know, yeah, it's tough. What do you yeah. do? Nothing. You can't do anything about it. You know, the only thing you can do is for you me now, gotta, share. You got to go to your shed and talk yeah. about it. That's all no, you can share, do. For me, I just try and share my experiences with the kids I coach and the families that I get to interact with with coaching and say like it's a fucking hard world to live into man and if you don't take the right steps now as a 13 14 15 year old man you're you're not going to play junior hockey you're not going to get a scholarship like there are so many kids in this world who are trying to do what you're doing like it's so tough oh fuck i uh i won't lie to you i'm Mm -hmm. uh very impressed with you as uh (laughs) i don't know i just i i uh no like i've if you were my coach, I'd I'd be in. I'd be ready to rock every night. Well, um, you'd score. You'd score on the PowerPoint for me every shift, so we'd fucking it'd be awesome. Oh yeah, it'd be great. It would work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking a, fucking a, buddy. No, so seriously. We, um, yeah. I no, like it's like the way you're talking about, like talking to mm-hmm. parents and kids and yeah. just your outlook on the whole thing. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and like like when I talk to parents, like I have my parent meeting with 13, 14 year old kids. Like these these families are incredible like they're dropping ten thousand dollars a year for these kids to play hockey and that's cheap for for what i'm doing like we got guys dropping 25 grand for these kids to play hockey at academies i, I 15 for, yeah a year for a 13 year old to play hockey so how much money do they make a year because i don't make enough to do that like what I've, I've heard like, stories. So what, what about stories. the normal kids? Like what about the kids that they, like their they dads are just to, like me? Yeah. They go back to minor hockey and grind it out and hopefully they catch a break. But if you're a good hockey player or you're you know, if you want to go play juniors in BC or in some parts of Alberta, you go to an academy and you drop, you know, but you're on the ice for you're practicing four times a week, you're getting two games a week you're in the gym three times a week you go to school at your hockey rink so that's your life you're you're a hockey guy at what what age at 13 for these like hockey academies the hockey academies like for my program is we're all after school hours you we give you the same experience as an academy but you get to have a normal life. Like you get to go to school. With your you get to be and, like a real boy. Yeah, a real yeah. Like you get to <laughs> a get real to go, boy. You get to go learn to talk to a girl and no. be a human being, and 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 or 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 talk to a guy if you're into that or whatever it is. It's 21st century, but oh you know what it's like. I I have a female. I have a female goalie on my team who's very good too. No, I have a goalie. It, yeah, she's fuck. She's so good when she is on. She is unbelievable. Like. She's better than half the goalies, half the male goalies around. Oh, for She's sure. Awesome. I, I could. She's so that, good. Yeah, that'd be, that, that's <laughs> so, awesome. I hope. Uh, uh, so no, the, the whole thing uh, gets weird, right? Like it's, uh, uh, 
there's I, I don't know what happened in the hockey world but something flipped where if you have if you have to pay a bunch of money to get there if you don't you're not going to go anywhere and right and it's like when did that happen like wasn't it like crazy. if you're good enough you make it not yeah. about how yeah. much money you pay because exactly. there's a lot right. of parents yeah. that want to pay money yeah. and it's exactly. like well then you got all these people that are like well here let's have your money and it's like yeah. well what or about like, the kids like when did and it I, be- yeah and, and, and you hear stories of like families who kids may not be the best player on the team but they're maybe good enough to make it maybe not but the family's got a lot of money so they're like well we'll pay my son and then maybe we'll sponsor another kid and you can get this kid on a free ride and then it's all like, the- and then that you can't do that at my level because we're run by bc hockey where you can only pull from like i, I can only pull from four cities you know like i can only pull from four zones and and we have a we don't beat these academies yet, but we give them a fucking game. We compete, and that's all I care about. Do we if we compete and we battle? That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know what? And, Playing against the best ones that or whatever yeah. it is that pay twenty five grand, those players that are grinding it out that are are figuring out a way to yeah. beat the the rich boys, yeah. they'll be the players. And like that's the thing I I, I try to sell for my program is like you got to go and you got to earn it every day. Like there's no entitlement. There's nothing given to you, especially when you go to juniors. They don't, if you're going, if say you get drafted by Seattle Thunderbirds or the Vancouver Giants, like I don't care where the fuck you came from. If you don't earn it the day you get there, you're not like, they'll, they'll delist you. They'll cut you. They'll throw another kid in there. What it's, like, it, it's, it's, you know, ve- it's very true with what happened It's same in the old, right? Like, it was the same when I went to pro. Like I had yeah. been at Western Michigan where like yeah. by the end of it, there was like, yeah, you're going to be first line everything and you're yeah. going to get and, put and, in the right spots. Yeah. And then I get to pro and it's like, no, I, we don't even know who you are. And we're like, yeah. huh. Oh. Yeah. And like when I was in, when I went to Texas, my first year pro, and that's what I talked about, like I was like Kevin Baker, Leon Hayward, Brandon Cote, Mike Bayrak, like, I remember I was like, I'm on a, I was like in the car and I was like, I'm on a fucking NHL deal. Like I should be playing more. I should do this. I should do that. And finally Leon Hayward who won the Kelly cup MVP of the fucking playoffs pulls the car and goes, Riley, you're 20 years old. You can't fucking skate. You're fucking terrible. You're tough as fuck. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, or get the fuck out of my car. I was like, and he's like, or you and I can work every day and I will fucking turn you into a hockey player where you get to play 10, 10 years. And I was like, okay. And we talked and we sat down and, and it was, and it was the best thing for me. Cause I was thought well, I was you need those and, guys, and the, right? the guys yeah. like Riley, you, you fucking had two points your whole career in the Western league. Like shut the fuck up. You're terrible. And I don't know. I was like, Oh, it's an NHL deal. Is this, was that. And he just put me in my place in not a malicious way. It was cause he, cause he knew the type of guy I was and it was, if it wasn't for because guys like him, he, yeah, I wouldn't be where I where I am today. So. I and I couldn't agree more. It's all about the people you meet along the way. Yeah. And, Some uh, you need, sometimes you need to hear things you don't want to hear to get you to the where you need to be. So yeah, no, no doubt. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, what do you got for me before we shut her down? Uh, just... Well, well, Wally. What? Um. I got nothing here. I got a piss bad. Nothing? I haven't pissed on the pod in so long that 
that I kind of <laughs> want to drop the headphones and take a piss while you have to talk just because I haven't done it so long. Because I have to piss that bad. You can go pee quick and I'll, uh, I'll entertain these fans with a couple stories about the goat. Okay, um, you ready? You ready? Right, Are you ready? Go, Please go tell pee. me Let's some go. Joey Martin stories while I go okay, pee outside can... of my shed. <laughs> okay. Um, great Joey Martin story. We're literally in Toledo in a tornado watch where it went from a tornado watch to all of us sitting outside of our apartments with like 150 beers drinking as a team watching this huge storm come in and it was absolutely incredible and he was one of the ringleaders and uh it's just a great story that that guy is the ultimate goat and uh i think uh all the cardiff fans know how lucky they have to have him wear a devil's uniform so and uh someone like wally like we know got to actually play with him so it was uh quite incredible and look at this guy running back in right now quite hilarious and he's back look at that you still talking? Oh, no, I'm done. I just made funny a little bit. We're good to go, brother. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. No, I just uh, I gave a good Joey Martin story. And um, for me, Wally, um, do you ever do you ever have any regrets in hockey? That's my biggest thing. Um, to be honest, I, I it's weird, right? Like when you look back on it all, I see the guys that play in the NHL that make millions of dollars. And I see how stressed out they are. I see the guys that play for the Leafs. Like there's Austin Matthews that like can kind of deal with it because he's that he can kind of deal with it, just who he is. But like most of them, you see them, they're pale, they're not happy, they don't enjoy life, they're not having fun with what they're doing. Yeah, they're making mm-hmm. millions, but do they love hockey? I don't know. What what I got to do. Um, what I did in my career, I got to like, have fun. I enjoyed life and like, yeah, I didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. and, uh, I'll figure that out now. <laughs> we'll try and figure that out. Right. By raffling off a Jersey at aleshockeytails.com that we've never seen. We're pretty sure it's getting made at Presto Crest here in Concordia. And we're going to start raffling that off, even though it's not made yet. So um, you can make money later on, but I'd rather have fun playing hockey than than be a pale guy that's unhappy with his life and what's going on. Yeah. And uh, same with me, man. Like the people you meet and even the, like you and I, we met by chance of counter. Look at us. We're fucking sitting here in the shed talking to me about hockey. Like that's just, it's unbelievable. Like awesome. And, but like, honestly, yeah. and it's like, it's weird, right? Like the spider web. And it's like, yeah. it's like the good people know the good people. And as soon as I saw, you know, Joey Martin, I'm like, well, he's, he's right up there in my world. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, if you guys are good buddies that I think I like you. <laughs> exactly. And the next thing you know, you're doing the worm on the middle of the dance floor. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? Holy shit. He is overweight. No, that's me. That's me now, brother. I'm a monster now. So how I'm much do you weigh? What's over three bills? Well, I'm probably like 330 right now. So it's not bad. 330. Oh, 330. Yeah. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales <laughs> with Apple and Wally. What the? 
Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I'm a girl band. I'm like Pete, I'm Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind. I'm 